Where do you get your Florida Man radio fix? In the car, on your radio at 105.5 FM. And in crystal clear HD audio on your HD radio at 103.1 HD3. In the office or working from home, we're streaming live at floridamanradio.com. Or on your Alexa device by saying play 105.5 Florida Man Radio. Out and about, listen live, anytime, anywhere on the free Florida Man Radio app. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Something fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that'll sweep people right off their feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he unleash at will? Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network for Tuesday. Talk radio the way our founders intended. America, I don't know about you, but if my dog had three rabies shots in a year and got rabies, I'd have some questions. Day 956. He with the Eric in America. Say hello to Easy. What's up? Good afternoon to you. Putting the heat in Heather. Hey, guys. Double H is here. Uh, if you are in the path of uh, this storm, uh, go. <laughs> if you're in an evacuation zone, I know a lot of people go, I'm not going to evacuate and leave my home. Um, you know, in reality, if you're in an evacuation zone, they mean it. And... Um, you, to evacuate, you don't have to go to Alabama or Georgia. You just get out of the evacuation zone. That's it. You can go 20 miles, 30 miles for the night, um, you know, or however long it takes. But don't be an idiot. Because it's, don't be like, you know, fearless. I'm, I rode the motorcycle today, so I'm, I'm laughing in, uh, in Mother Nature's face. Oh, we're going to pay for that. <laughs> I probably will. Okay. <laughs> Um, Dark History Hour 3, Jonathan Morris, after that, your um, your remarks. I thought of a challenge today, but I really, maybe we can make it on um, all of Joe Biden's aliases. That's what I think. I think we need a, uh, Joe Biden aliases or other presidents' aliases throughout history. Reagan's alias was, or his, no, not his alias, his code name was Rawhide. The Secret Service uh, have, you know, they have... Code name, so that's appropriate. I think you get to choose your own. Clinton's was Eagle. Joe Biden's is Celtic. Uh, uh, but Joe Biden also has a number of different aliases that before 2021 were known only to Hunter Biden and his many business associates. Those names are Robert L. Peters, Robin Ware, J.R.B. Ware. Those are the aliases that Joe Biden used when sharing government information to discuss business with Hunter and his and his uh, business partners. Remember, there was a wall, you know, absolute wall. 
That wall was, woo. We, there would be a wall between uh, Joe Biden and his family's foreign business schemes and his dirty, you know, uh, his, his dirty whatever businesses and, and, and would not interfere with Joe Biden's vice presidential duties because, you know, Joe wasn't talking to him. Robert L. Peters was was talking to him, or uh, Robin Ware was talking to him, or his buddy J.R.B. Ware was doing all the talking. Joe Biden was just vice president at the time. The archives has had to. After, and by the way, it took it took it took a lawsuit. Um, they they uh, the National Archives stalled and stalled and stalled. And, you know, Comer tried to try to try. Finally, the Southern Law Center um, sued. And uh, the the archives had to respond. They said, this letter is in response to your Freedom of Information Act requesting dated June 9th, 2022, uh, access to vice presidential records pertaining to all emails from the accounts of Robin Ware456 at Gmail, JRBW. Uh, jrbware at gmail.com and robert l peters at pci.gov preserved through the national archives and records and you know when this came out people were like oh come on <sighs> big deal well there's around 5400 uh, of these emails 25 electronic files and 200 pages of potentially responsive records that must be processed before they uh, before they can hand it all over, I guess that means it must be redacted and cleaned up before we. I mean, if these emails say anywhere near what you, me, and the average uh, 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 you know consumer of of news, I mean, I don't know that you need any. There needs to be another brick in this wall. I think I don't know that there needs to be any more proof outside of a confession tape. I mean. Even just the proof that there were multiple aliases proves that there was something illegal going on. Nobody has multiple aliases just because they want to uh, email their granddaughter under a different name other than President <laughs> Vice President right. Biden. My granddaughter likes me to call me Robert L. Peters. <laughs> Jack. Now, we know that uh, one of uh, Vice President Biden's assistant shared schedules under one of the aliases. Um but this is really uh, pretty damaging, but mainly because he was using a government infrastructure. You know what I mean? Emailing from, uh, I don't know what PCI.gov is, but it's a .gov email. Uh, you're using a government email, a government infrastructure to share uh, Biden's business travels, where he's going to be, what countries that he's going to be visiting for what reason, and maybe his son and his business partners either have business there, or, I don't know, maybe they'd like to start up some business there. And why not hop aboard Air Force Two and and take a ride with Pops? Um, They previously released by the archives retrieved from Hunter's abandoned laptop reveal that Biden used the email address Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov while he was Obama's second in command, and then his aide, John Flynn, CC'd Hunter on at least 10 emails, emails containing uh, Joe's daily schedule. It's just, it's, it's, isn't it wild? It's a wild time. The, 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 the same network, the same unelected bureaucracies 
right now half of the team is trying to hammer a former president and go after him and file you know and get him indicted and the other half is uh, literally the other half of the workforce is uh, working double time uh, uh, as um, Senator uh, Kennedy said like an ugly stripper working harder than an ugly stripper to cover up everything else of the Biden crime family it is amazing to me There's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. 54 emails. What's it with? You've never heard Donald Trump using an alias or any other president. Do you remember any other president using an alias? I'm sure they have. For Uh, what reason? But, I mean, I'm sure there has been a summer where they're like, okay, uh, we don't want, uh, if we're going to be doing scheduling uh, uh, with this group and this group, uh, we don't want the presidential one on it. So we'll, we'll use one. Why you need four, five, that's when you start doing illegal stuff. When you're on your fifth alias, that means you're doing stuff that other people need to not know about even farther away from the people that know that you're using alias. Right. Um, you know, and, 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 and say what you will, but you've never seen uh, Donald Trump's sons get huge sums of money uh, from our, you know, as payola. And he had a lot of influence to, to throw around. Um, Biden's current approval rating, I mean, Trump's current, his retrospective approval rating at this point is 52% approve, 44% disapprove. At the exact same time, Biden's current approval rating is 44% approve and 54% disapprove. That's both overall and among independents. The same group that Biden won in 2020 by about nine and a half points. So. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what, what, what else we need. I really don't. I think we're, I think we're loaded up full of. If, ha- if half of this had turned up uh, under a Trump administration. If oh, Trump had an email address, yes. holy crap. <laughs> got, oh, my God. I mean, for a while, they they made it seem that Trump had some Internet connection with the Alpha Bank and Russia and, you know, all that stuff. Think of all the crap Democrats have done that Hillary did alone. Uh, loading information on a White House server. Kids at, at Georgia Tech were used to put phony baloney information on a White House server, for the love of God. Yeah, and I, I would take a guess that Trump did not have any aliases by the fact that uh, they've looked at everything else they possibly could find on him. So if he yeah. had like six, uh, you know, uh, his, he was using the, the email Goldfinger106, and yeah. you're like, all right, that, we know that's Trump. So what? Billionaire Playboy1342 at gmail.com. I mean, they went through his Twitter, and uh, they got access to his Twitter to go through his unsent DMs. So right. I think they have a feeling they know everything they possibly can about him. Then he doesn't have uh, 20 other aliases. I, you know, more than ever, I think that uh, that Trump has a great chance at being reelected. Both of these guys can only serve one term. And I think he's going to beat Joe Biden. I really do. I don't think they're going to put at this point. They would have made a move or they are. You know, they would have started to make a move like, oh, the president's not feeling well. Oh, you know, <clears throat> oh, he forgot uh, where his pants were or whatever. Um, but I, I, I just I think Biden's going to run and uh, it's going to be the show as usual. And, and I think that enough and I don't think it'll be over on election night. Uh, but I do think 
that there'll be aggressive Republican ballot harvesting going on. It was time that we play their dirty little game. And, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, can we have rational? I know this is going to sound irrational as hell at first, but hang in there with me. A rational discussion about people that, that, that feel the best way to get their <clears throat> cause heard is to block a major highway or a road with their bodies. It happened uh, Sunday in uh, Nevada. We we had a great time watching that video. It's raw, you know. It's a really I love I love it. I watched I've watched it. I, I, I'm selfishly watching this video, getting all kind of gratification out of it, and it's and I feel a little bit guilty about it, but not really. And and then I think and then it happened again in D.C. And I listened to these people in D.C. and I know it's going to sound a little rough. And but they that's what they want. They they cannot wait to be arrested. And first of all, you know you're not building any 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 favoritism towards your cause. Matter of fact, uh, if I if I was ever to witness something like this, I carry a five gallon uh, uh, a one gallon jug of used uh, motor oil in my trunk, and I'm just going to pour it all over. Okay. That would upset them in just a touch. That's Using probably a, used oil. To that's probably an assault. But, um, but they they say, uh, I mean, it took an hour or so, two hours to, to get to the scene in D.C. Uh, motorists try to pull them off the road. You can't really do that because they just get right back on it. It's literally, they're literally like, uh, I don't even know, uh, rats, you know. Um, and And you can't start beating them. You'll be charged with assault. But the point is, they are on a major thoroughfare, a road that people need to go down. It's not built for people to sit. It's built for cars to drive. Hey, I've never seen one of these idiots, as you just move slow enough, lay there as you run over them. No, they'll get out. they usually get out of the way. I don't think in Florida it's such a crime. To you know, first of all, if they're gonna, if they're the aggressive type, you, you're you're never gonna be charged with anything if you're just trying to get out of there. You know, you just run right over them. But I really think, uh, 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 you know, uh, let me. I'm trying to put it. Uh, what would happen if you could legally just announce to them, "I'm I'm going, I'm driving through, and I'm not going to stop." And they've been warned. And, and warn them, maybe warn them twice, because that's what the police do. Get out of the road. This is your last warning. They don't get out of the road. They're arrested. You said, get out of the road. Here's your warning. I will no longer wait here. I've got, uh, you know, in D.C., people are furious. They're like, I've got kids to feed. I've got a job I got to get to. I, I, you know, uh, uh, there's that one guy that whose uh, wife died in an ambulance because of one of these escapades. And he got arrested for going back and beating the crap out of one of these guys. It's not about their cause. That's what. That's the whole thing. It's about their ego. They're like eco egoists. Then once they're once they're cuffed, that's great. They're, this group is called For Us, and they feel it's a great honor to be arrested. Uh, and uh, every time the state imprisons us for nonviolently demanding a livable, that's what they're protesting over. Elected officials are not providing them a livable future. So they should just lay down on the road. A livable future. I, I, I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know what that means. They, they they demand system change from their governments 
They want to be, uh, they don't believe their elected government is, is doing what they could to provide them with a livable future. Uh, uh, a goal so effing vague, nobody could put a finger on it. I know they're nonviolent, um, but, you know, here's my point. <clears throat> if silence is violence, then blocking traffic is violence. I'm not sure I would consider blocking tra- traffic nonviolent in the first place, though, because you're creating a tense situation. Very tense. You're, uh, you're not in a public square where you're allowed to be protesting. And we do have, you know, I'm all open for uh, protesting, but there are most cities have, uh, hey, you can't protest in the middle of the road. You can. Your uh, intent is to cause uh Stress and anger. That's your your intent is to enrage people so that they allegedly uh, 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 take up your cause or support your cause. Ironically, that will never effing happen. Um, but that's your whole goal of being there is to enrage people. And you enraged the guy and he drove over you. What do you expect? You laid in the road. That's my bottom line. You are in a road. Have they ever at one point went like, OK, we're doing the road uh, one. People are going to join us. Like, have you ever they ever had one person that was like, oh, well, yeah. I was driving to work, and yeah. there was a guy I'm blocking 45 the minutes late to my second day of my brand-new job that I moved across country for, but I'm going to sign up for this cause. I'll sit here with you. It's, it's, it's idiotic. And I, 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 listen, one, two, three, get run over, broken leg here, broken pelvis over there. How many more of these jerk-offs are going to do it? It's dangerous. No, it's not, because they're not allowed to run over us. Well, what if they are allowed to run over you? Or, or what if someone can successfully argue a temporary insanity plea? I get my my therapist in there in a heartbeat. Oh, he's a trigger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got a. <laughs> um, she said, and most people are like, oh, we get your protesting, but you know, there are kids on school buses that were delayed in D.C. <laughs> and it does the exact opposite too, because you have cars that are now sitting there. Idling. Right. They're just sitting there. Shooting gas up into the universe. And I like the guy that, and you know, I'm sure that if you had a couple of carefully placed uh, uh, guys on motorcycles, you could get, get them up front, that they could just reverse their tailpipes and blah, just blast the bejesus out of them. And what? That's just, you're just there. You got a place to go, and this person's in your way, and you just got to rev up your engine a little bit. I think it, because because too many of them just get arrested and they got and they get walked out and get no charge and, uh, uh, and and no build and nothing ever comes of it. Nothing. It'll never stop. Well, it helps that most of these groups are funded by uh, rich kids. Right. From- That's another thing. Extinction Rebellion, the ones that did the Burning Man uh, stuff, are funded by some of the biggest names in Hollywood. And that Getty chick, yeah, the 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 Getty Fortune uh, uh, chick, and and some rich uh, uh, liberal chick who's uh, an heir to the Patagonia fortune, <laughs> and they fund it. Uh, do they get a bill when uh, when uh, 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 Phil uh, has a broken femur? No, but there needs to be a start of more groups that start putting, uh, let's say we're going to do a class action lawsuit against that that group because the fact that they cost a bunch of people their jobs. Right, right. You know what they wanted? Extinction Rebellion, what their demands were of Burning Man? They wanted Burning Man to do three things. Three things. Ban private jet uh, travel to their event, which 
you know, I don't know how you, I don't know that you can. There's no legal way that you could, ba- you, could you know, you could discourage it. But if you got a private jet, some, you want rich people on private jets coming to your event. Let's be, let's be honest. Two, ban all single-use plastics at the event. I wonder, is there a lot of single-use plastics out at Burning Man? I, I don't know. Maybe some people bring the red solo cups with them and make a drink. Perhaps, you know, you've got a camper there. That's stupid. And and finally, ban all unnecessary burning of propane. And for that, you call it 50 mile backup in traffic with thousands of cars and RVs idling uh, uh, CO2 into the air. You're the bane of your existence. And none of them were actually the rich people that they were complaining about. Right. Because they come from the other side. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, please, I, you know, I don't. Meanwhile, uh, you know, we live in a, you know, a society of crime. I mean, it's the former CEO of... Uh, the Home Depot, he's very worried that, that Biden is intentionally trying to create a society that's uh, a, a criminal society. <clears throat> well, I don't think we've ever been a country where we are so uh, there was so much crime, so out of control in so many major cities at the same time. Maybe there was a time before I was alive. Uh, I mean, I would say from uh, being before I was born, but the talks of the 70, the 70s and the 80s in New York and Los Angeles were kind of, uh, pretty lawless during that time period, but those were two major metropolitan cities that were right. going through some bad times. Now we have multiple metropolitan cities that are having those issues. Uh, yeah, big ones, huge, and, and nothing's being done about it. When we return, I know it's been a really, really hot summer, but guess what? It's going to be a cold winter. <laughs> ah, global climate change. Ah! Gets us every time. Also, a, a 14-year-old student, wait till you hear this. I've got audio. He's got kicked out of class because on his backpack is a Gadsden flag patch. Well, uh, the teacher tries to explain to him and his mother what the Gadsden flag means, and she's absolutely 100% wrong. Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. 
drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What's your name? Nay. Now, he's supposed to look like Donald Trump, but he's actually much too good looking. You are really handsome. Are you having a good time tonight? Night. Where's your daddy? And your mommy, right? Do you want to go back? Do you want to go back to them or do you want to stay with Donald Trump? Trump. This one kid's not worried about getting sniffed. <laughs> Trump. According to the uh, uh, farmers, old farmers almanac, is it the same thing? <clears throat> the farmers almanac and the old farmers almanac. Uh, there may have been some updates in there somewhere along the way. Um, they say uh, they got a lot of data to go back on. They use <clears throat> when it comes to forecasting, they use climatology, meteorology, and sunspots in eleven-year cycles. So they say, uh, this is a prediction, on December 23rd, a Steelers game, which is in late December, a home game, there's a pretty good chance it'll be snowing and cold. December. <clears throat> so, uh, snow that, uh, cold that extends into January with snow early in the month, and then a brief break. February 1st and, and 4th at Gobbler's Knob, snow. And in mid-February, going to have some rainy, wet, wet weather and some snow. Even some snow in March. Good news about March, though, is the snow won't last long. There you have it. That's Farmer's Almanac. It's good to know. <laughs> it's going to be a very cold, very snowy winter season, 23-24. So, there you have it. And then people are going to say, look at this. The coldest winter it's coldest been. Coldest winter ever. <laughs> uh, I want to play a... Oh, i got to get to a different uh, file here quickly. This is a kid. Uh, you've probably seen it. It's, it's gone viral. And it's a kid who is... Um, Harrison School District, uh, Pennsylvania, and he has been, his mom has been called to a, a meeting with a teacher about, I guess, a very pressing problem. And mom's there. Mom's got a toddler with her. They film these. Do you know that? I mean, I'm sure it's probably a good idea they do. Um, so the kid's 14. Oh, I'm sorry. The kid's 12. His name is Jaden, as most kids are named under the 12 year olds today, or Caden. <laughs> or Aiden. <laughs> yeah, or Aiden. Uh, and he is, uh, this is just remarkable. He's got a Gadsden flag patch on his backpack. The kid's a, a, a little patriotic dude, and uh, that's why he's got it kicked out. And here we go. Thank you. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? That it's a historical flag. So they're. Um, the reason that they do not 
want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag displayed is due to its origins with the slavery and slave trade. That is what was... Um, due to its origins to slavery and the slave trade. Okay, think about that. Hold on. That's the reasoning behind them. By the way, this little 12-year-old right now is smiling ear to ear. Yeah, because he knows he's right. He can't. This is so embarrassing. That he, a teacher is telling him this. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, he's outsmarted his instructor, his teacher, the master, that this 12-year-old kid knows more about United States history. Or, I don't know, maybe the, this is the curriculum of the school board in their way of rewriting U.S. history. The Gadsden Blood. The Don't Tread on Me. Okay. Which is the Gadsden Blood. Okay. Um, okay. So he. he um, <laughs> Kids smile. He's, what's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? He. I mean, he is able to go. I was actually just telling him, like, I was upset that he was missing so much school. I'm like, ah. So I asked if can he just take his stuff out of his bag and go back to class? Like, I just want him to go back to class. The bag can't go back. It's got patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids. So that's what I was trying. And then he said you were close. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the Revolutionary War patch that was okay. displayed when they were fighting the British. Like, that wasn't, that's the revolution. Maybe you're thinking that. At this point, the teacher's going, okay, um, okay, okay. Uh, uh, she didn't have time for this explanation for this dumb mother who doesn't know about slavery. Like the... Um, the Confederate pet, or Confederate flag? Okay, I, so, I am here to enforce the policy that was provided okay. by the district, okay. and definitely you have every right to not agree with it. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Slavery, it's not even remotely close to what the cat's flag is. It was designed by a guy named Chris Gadsden. He was uh, in the Continental Army. He gave it to a guy named Hopkins. He flew it from the USS Alfred during the Revolution 1775. Yeah, zero to do. No. Absolutely like, nil. He says that he's allowed to wear that. If you like, go on their website, it like, says in big so letters. I, all, I, all I'm saying is that unless there's like a ban on patches, period, like if you said there's no patches allowed at the school, you cannot display what you think or anything like that or what cheer or anything like that. Um, I, I don't. I think it's like one sided, you know, because you allow some patches but not other, other patches. Other kids have patches like other names and like the American flag Yeah. I was surprised they allow the American flag. What an idiot. This lady is an imbecile. These yeah. are the morons educating your children. Thank God this kid's parents are doing their part in making sure their kid gets an education. And they looked through, uh, multiple people have gone through the whole school district's handbook, and the only thing they found that they could get him on, and what the what they're using, they're saying it it promotes, uh, it's under the section of promoting drug or violence, and saying that it's promoting violence to have that, that flag on, on as a patch on there. Because it says "Don't tread on me." Well, I mean, but the rattlesnake got them all excited. Yeah, it could be that, or you know, the cannon. A, ooh, it's got a cannon on it. Are you kidding me? That's what they—they're saying. It's violent. Here. Yeah, it, it promotes violence. <laughs> That's just like trying to cover your ass thing, there, right? I mean, it doesn't promote violence. It promotes freedom. It's it, it's representative of our our freedom. It's rep representative of our revolution.
I got a kick to the mom's like, hey, can we get a history teacher down here that actually can tell you? <laughs> Did she say it? Yeah, she tells us at the beginning. She's like, is there mind like we can get a history teacher down here that can talk about this? She says no. I don't, uh, do uh, do yeah. we all know who the teacher was that was in there with him? No, I don't know that. That was like flown during the revolution. But, um, yeah, I, I just don't understand that at all. So what I can do for you, if you go on to the ACLU's website, side, yeah, let's let's talk to someone. I can, I can have you speak to, I can have you speak to our Jeff Yoakum okay. again, okay. Um, and then he can refer you to our person at the district. Okay. Um, because, like I said, we're... I know the mother has a toddler in her lap because the, the film is from behind the mom, and everyone wants to see a little fat leg poke out, you know, a barefoot... And then you get the kid's profile, and uh, across the table is this nimrod of a teacher. Uh, and but I don't know how she could control herself. I mean, I, I would be I would be explosive that, that 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 an educator does not know what, what the Gadsden flag is, and has not only does she not know what it represents, she's either created a completely uh, uh, you know brand new meaning for the Gadsden flag, or or. Or maybe this is the new curriculum. Oh, yeah, this revolution, that's racist. No, that's they, what it's saying. She just, I think she has no, one, she has no idea what it is, and two, in her head, she sees it always. Oh, the Gatsby flag always flying next to the Confederate flag, so that must be, uh, they must be one and the same, which, you know, they're not, and they're not flown all together mo- most of the time. Right. There are some that do, but it's not anything to do with it. Like, they're, one is mutually exclusive of the other one. Yes, Right, I mean, it, the, the Gatson flag was just a, uh, 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 you know, a, 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 a battle flag during the Revolutionary War. It was, you know, 1775. People already used the, the rattlesnake was a kind of a symbol for the 13 colonies at the time. And I guess, you know, they put a... I mean, but we we it doesn't yeah. have a cannon on it. That's a different flag. We this were told snake. that it... Uh... Wait a second. This promotes violence. This is... Well, there's the whole treading thing. That's violent. Oh, treading. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> treading is very violent. But we were, we've been told that uh, American Revolution stuff, no matter what it is. Right. Uh, Imagery of the uh, revolution is uh, uh, white supremacist. Yeah, the Betsy Ross flag, the uh, Gadsden flag, all that's all white supremacist stuff. The painting of uh, George Washington crossing the Potomac. Yeah. Boom. That's definitely. You might as well wear a hood. Bigot. God, it's it's just this when when you this is wonderful that a kid is going to school this teacher still if they're gonna if they're going to it doesn't change the fact that this moron said it, it was based uh, its origins in slavery that is completely wrong I mean this this school district needs to be taken to court if that's what they're teaching kids that this flag means. Has something to do with slavery at all? Yeah, and this kid's in, in getting into politics because the the, oh, yeah. the backpack behind he also has a big. What uh, was the big? I couldn't make. It's a picture. The it's a piece of white paper that he pinned to the back that says uh, uh, his name and then VP for Revolution. So he's trying to run for class vice president, and he you know he's got all his other patches on. Yeah, it's there. all a bunch of patches on it. Good he's for got him. the Saint Michael patch, and he's got the Dogecoin dog on there, and a couple other things, but. That was the one that got him. That gas and flag just, whew. whoa, that was really slavery. You might as well just uh, uh, walk around carrying a noose. Uh, Francis Suarez has ended his 76-day presidential ca- uh, campaign. Oh, Yeah. It's really pulling for him to I didn't, do something. I, I never saw him say a word. <laughs> he's living, he's in this state, too. I've never, I never saw, 
I, I really had never heard any. I didn't see a commercial. Never saw him speak. Never saw him interviewed with anybody. He, he didn't make it to the uh, uh, to the to the uh, GOP primary debate. And I really think right now there should be maybe we should. I don't know if it's deserving of amending the Constitution. And unwritten rules never work. Um, but you know, Asa Hutchison and and Pence have no uh, no. No reason to be in this race. There really should be convention rules after a while for your party that says, hey, uh, if you've gone a certain amount of weeks since you've joined into the race, and you're polling not, at zero. If you had to spend $20,000 buying uh, <laughs> buying uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, or however much you spent, he spent a lot more than that. He paid, if you donated a dollar, he had to have 40,000 individual do- donors. So if you donated a dollar, he'd send you a $20 gift card. <laughs> you can run a hell of a scam that way. I mean, that alone should disqualify him from being even being on the ticket. It should have. It should have disqualified him from being on stage, especially when they uh, told Larry Elder he couldn't be there because he didn't qualify on one of the polls. Right. They, well, he he qualified on the polls, but they never told him in advance that that poll didn't really count that yeah. one because Trump likes that one. Yeah. And then they kept him off the stage, but oh yeah, Hutchinson's over there selling, uh, basically yeah. selling uh, votes there. By- yeah. <laughs> That's like, he almost did a uh, uh, one of those turning your gun deals, <laughs> you know. He turning your gun, we'll give you a gift certificate or a, a pair of sneakers or something. <laughs> um, I think they're worried over at the Washington Post. I think a lot of uh, Democrats are worried. They've seen this kickback from uh, the backlash on this uh, uh, the mugshot, and apparently some conservative monkey mucks. Are already putting together a bunch of a bunch of conservative organizations are preparing for a second Trump term, uh, according to the Huffington Post. They are recruiting thousands to come to Washington on a mission, as they put it, to dismantle the federal government and replace it with a vision closer to his own. <laughs> um, okay. I'm good with that. Maybe we need something like that. Uh, there's a Project 2025 handbook out, and uh, it's a thousand page long. It, uh, there's an army of Americans. They say the idea is to have a civic infrastructure in place on day one to commandeer, reshape, and do away with what the evil Republicans deride as the deep state bureaucracy, in part by firing as many as 50,000 federal workers. Okay. Where do I? Where can I? Don't I'm I'm in. Yeah. It says in the book uh, we need to flood the zone with conservatives. This is a clarion call to come to Washington. People need to lay down their tools, step aside from their professional life, and say, "This is my lifetime moment to serve." The unprecedented effort is being orchestrated with dozens of right wing organizations, many new to Washington, and represents a challenge, uh, a changed approach from conservatives who traditionally have sought to limit federal government by cutting federal taxes and slashing federal spending. Trump conservatives want to gut the administrative state from within by ousting federal employees they believe are standing in the way of the president's agenda and replacing, well, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of Americans would like to see the, our, the administrative state gutted. And they're not just—they're not just conservatives. They say the goal is to avoid pitfalls from Trump's first year in office, when Republican president team was ill-prepared, his cabinet nominees had trouble winning confirmation, and policies were met with resistance by lawmakers. 
Um, I think Trump was too trusting in not firing uh, everybody. You know, when when Obama look when Obama came to office, what did he do? He cleaned house at the top of every three-lettered uh, 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 bureaucracy uh, uh, everywhere. Everyone. That's just the way it happens. You might be hanging around a week or two. Or maybe if we can't find a secretary of agriculture as good as you, you could stay. You're not too political. But the, the head of the FBI, those decisions are made. And, and uh, you know, that, that you, that's where Trump made his big mistake. Yeah, I do really. And when he appointed this. Ray, it was a bigger mistake. Bill Barr is a f- deep state, fat, mer- a little ferret mole uh, who effed the whole thing up. I think this uh, Project 2025 is, uh, I think if Trump kind of inspired the whole thing. And Vivek Ramaswamy has said the same as has Ron DeSantis in his campaign. That the the deep state, administrative state, at least, I don't know if they use the word deep state because that has, you know, conspiracy. Yeah, white wing conspiracy. There's no such thing as the deep state. Okay, but you can admit there's an administrative state. Right? Um. Much of the new, they say that much of his pre, they're speaking about Trump as if, as if he is one. Much of the new president's agenda would be accomplished by reinstating what's called Schedule F, a Trump era executive offer, uh, uh, order that would reclassify tens of thousands of two million federal in, employees as essentially at will workers who could more uh, easily be fired. See ya. And of course, liberals are frightened. There are 4,000 members of the federal workforce that are considered public uh, political appointees. Schedule F would put tens of thousands of career professional jobs at risk. We have a democracy that's at risk of suicide. <laughs> <clears throat> I, don't, I can't think of any American who, I don't know, maybe there are people that, you know, I, I'm, I'm surprised that how liberals have grown to love the government and trust it and actually want more of it. Yeah, I mean, our government is bloated no matter what political party you have. I think both sides should be really seen that it is. It's well over bloated, uh, needs to be trimmed down. It's been that way for a long time. Department yeah. of Education was a big mistake. And yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know how that gets restructured if it is no longer a federal entity, becomes a state entity, but... Last of the word is um, Trump is still fighting. He says he's got an immunity. I think he's got an immunity path on a lot of these things that haven't been considered yet. One is up for appeal. Um, you know, of course, usually shield U.S. presidents from most lawsuits. Trump lost an immunity bid against civil litigation, holding him liable for the uh, Jan 6 attack on the Capitol. His appeal of that ruling has been pending for more than a year. But that's a template for how he might try to postpone the Washington criminal trial uh, over the uh, trying to, try to reverse the election of 2020. Um, that and and that he could at some point he could invite the I don't know how the, the what the legal term is it it's in here this article somewhere um, the Supreme Court to get involved or ask them. But the strategy uh, is to. Appellate judges will frown on their hearings in case there's a final. Oh, unless there's a final judgment, a uh, history of public officials uh, prosecuted over actions they took while in office. They say a former federal prosecutor that oversaw corruption cases in Chicago. The strategy is a long shot. The Supreme Court has ruled on issues related to when presidents and executive branch officials can civilly be sued 
subject to criminal investigations, but no sitting or former president has been federally indicted before. They say it's unprecedented, so uh, they ruled in Nixon v. Fitzgerald that a president was entitled to absolute immunity against civil damages claims related to their official actions. That means, like, if you bombed a brown family in Afghanistan, they can't sue you for that, luckily, for Joe. Um, But... In 97, they explored how to handle allegations related to private contact when Bill Clinton was looking at civil lawsuits that even predated him uh, coming to office. Uh, you know, they show the schedule of these. That's the that's the I, I think they know that it's unlikely they'll get convictions. But I think the the, the goal at this point is they haven't been able to taint him with a bunk shot or a, a stack of charges or four indictments, 91 charges, 700, you know, a life in prison. Um, so maybe we'll just wear him out, keep him off the campaign trail. We've limited what he could say. He can't be meansy to us. Uh, so, you know, we maybe we, we have that threat to put him back in jail and we'll just keep him busy with all these trials and all these hearings. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the plan now is that you'll stack all the trials real close to each other. Uh, they're always really close to specific, uh, you know, pivot days, right. pivotal oh, days super and, Tuesday yeah. <laughs> for the love of God. Uh, that's not even interfering with election. That's practically rigging an election in front of your eyes. Mm-mm-mm. Um, ah, I got time for that play. There is a maybe I'll play it when I get back. Tucker gave a great speech in Hungary, of all places. Have you seen any of that speech? seen clips of it. I have a couple of minutes where he's talking about, he's talking to these mainly Hungarian people, but there's a lot of Americans in there, about um, what America is and what it isn't and and the, the future of America. He's basically saying, we have a beautiful country, we're not getting out to see it. And we're staying, in, you're in home, you're in your home, because whatever reason, work from home, whatever, in your room, looking at a screen, you can't see the sky, you can't see the ceiling, and you, you're stacked on top of each other in a big city, and you practically have put yourself in a jail cell, more or less. I don't know, it's pretty good stuff. Also, Apple's head of global security is a little bit of hot water. He wanted to expedite uh, some concealed carry per, uh, permits in California, which are very, very difficult to come by there, as you can imagine. So he uh, wet the 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 beaks of the uh, sheriff's office a little bit, you know, with fifty thousand dollars worth of iPads. We'll talk about it next. Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Get your thirty seconds of fame. Download the free Florida Man Radio app now and click on the open mic. Button. Every Republican that's running for president against Donald Trump should stand down. One hundred percent in agreement with DeSantis leaving. He got in four years too early, which is a mistake. If he had waited until Trump gets out of office, he would have had the full backing. DeSantis lost my support because of the fact that he didn't go toe to toe with Trump. He just shot himself in the foot. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man Radio app. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life filled with dance, art, music, and knowledge. They dream of a brighter future with enough nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn and grow, to get an education, escape poverty, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, such dreams are coming true. Together, we give children a chance to set their sights high 
and succeed in school and in life by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and so much more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's bribery. Maybe it's like, look, look you rub uh, my back, uh, I, scratch, I scratch your back, whatever. Apple's head of global security, Thomas Moyer, has been charged with bribery. Um, former Sheriff uh, Lori Smith has been convicted last year of abusing her power in order to grant these permits uh, in exchange for campaign donations and charges have now been reinstated against Moyer uh, by the 6th District Court of Appeal. Uh, Apple's executive protection team applied for concealed uh, concealed permits back in 2018. They were concerned about their ability to respond to more serious threats made against Tim Cook. Uh, the company, Apple, donated to Smith's re-election campaign, but the application was, quote, languishing for months. Then Moyer had a meeting in February 2019 with the undersheriff Rick Sung and Captain James Jensen at Apple Park in Cupertino. Moyer sent himself an email during that meeting that said the subject line, iPad donation. So they probably said, you know, what's up with the thing? I don't know. Anything we can do to speed this deal up? Um, I know we need some iPads down at the station. Huh. I mean... Of course you always want to help them out. Just donate a few here and there. So, uh, Moyer sent himself the email. It was the following month. Moyer secured the licenses for after, for the for the guns after Sung told the police colleague, quote, to think bigger and increase their demand from 50 iPads to 200 iPads worth 80 grand. <laughs> I like that, that they were, uh, nah, you know, that's probably just not enough iPad for us to be able to process that. I mean, you yeah. know, we're going to have to. I mean, are they useful in pulling, I mean, they weren't turning around and selling these iPads. Were they, or were they, uh, were they for the force to use? I mean, I don't know if they I were using I've never seen a cop with an iPad. <laughs> I don't know if they were using them for that or if they were all taking them home and it was, you know, hey, wink, wink. Yes, kids, I get you all iPads for Christmas. <laughs> the, uh. He canceled the iPad donation in 2019 after speaking with a company attorney, but a grand jury had already indicted him for bribery. Uh, it was dismissed by a lower court that cited lack of evidence, but was reinstated on uh, last Friday with prosecutors insisting he had a, quote, corrupt intent. Is that corrupt intent? First of all, they're not going to grant anyone a, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure Apple, uh, their global security team has already been uh, had had FBI background checks. They're probably, you know, they're gun owners already. They're, you know, they're trained. They're probably former military or law enforcement. It's not like they're, you know, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure wanting a gun. You know what I mean? 
Oh, I'm sure because they're all security force. So. Right. Uh, and and California, I think, has a history of being notoriously slow when it comes to uh, get, getting guns into the hands of their citizens. It's almost impossible. And hey, these cops needed some iPads. Yeah, there's uh, something uh, wrong here. We're talking about a global security outfit for Apple, one of the biggest companies on the planet here. They're not a bunch of, it's not Fred's Pizza Shop wanting a, a gun so he can make his deposits at night, you know, without getting robbed. No, Fred donated some pizzas, though. I bet you the sheriff's office could find out how to get uh, Fred a gun, too. <laughs> Uh, deals are done like this all the time, right? I mean... Oh, especially for something like that. Uh, you know, they if they are using them, I'm sure they probably were. They're being used for administrative tasks and all that because they're going to buy them anyway. So why not? They're just donated to the officers and we'll uh, just push a couple of uh, these uh, hard-to-get uh, concealed carry permits through there. I don't see anything further in the story about... Uh the undersheriff Rick Sung and Captain James Jensen get in charge of anything or having a stack of these iPads in their living room. But. Uh, I think it, there was um, not those two, but the local commissioner, the one that sent the email saying, hey, uh, probably go, should ask for 200. They did get in trouble for that. For up in the ante? Yeah, they got, uh, because they considered 200 that. 200 iPads, what, th- what do they cost these days? A couple of grand? Yeah, a couple of grand. That's a lot of jack. Hmm. That's a come on. Does the police department need two hundred? I mean, how big is the? It's it's a uh, uh, the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Office. <laughs> well, you need a backup one for everyone. <laughs> they break really easily. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. You're uh, right. Um. Uh, I wanted to play a piece of a couple of pieces of audio. This is a girl. Charlie Kirk is speaking somewhere, and. The, the black crime stats come. I don't know why people don't understand or get crime statistics. They always look at the, you know, people are afraid to say what the truth, the truths that lie within crime stats when it comes to race and, uh, and, you know, uh, victims of crimes versus, you know, the perpetrators of the crimes. But this lady, this girl's incredibly stupid, and Charlie Kirk has a lot of fun with her. Well, that was way too high. I'm glad I caught that. Why are black people in jail at higher rates than white people? That's the question, right? Maybe because yes. they commit more crimes than white people. But that's not true. She gets her phone out. It actually is. They do. So it, every independent analysis shows that blacks have committed a disproportionate amount of crime. No one wants to say it out loud, but it's true. In fact, in New York, 52% of murders are committed by blacks, 40-plus percent of arson, 60-plus percent of drug deals. And so the question you should really be asking is what drives them to commit crime? Now, she's got her phone out, and she's got some stats, and she's ready to lay it on him. That's the question, right? So actually, according to the Uniform Crime Report for 2018, black or African-American individuals committed only about 1 million crimes, while white people committed about 4 million. Yeah, so, yeah, but, but yeah, that's but proportion. Yeah, how about the proportion? There's a lot more white people than black people it's a, in the United States. It's a 60% white country and a 14% <laughs> black country. So you just proved my point. Uh, actually, on this crime report, uh, um, that monster, Martha Stewart, God damn her. She's so elite. She... Yeah, she's so elite. Not only she go the, to all the cookouts and hang with Snoop Dogg, 
And, and, and she's respected on the uh, streets because of her uh, time. She did some federal time, caught a charge, a felony. She's now under fire because she's on a, uh, a, a cruise, a luxury cruise from Greenland, from Iceland. And I guess at some point there's a lot of icebergs out there, you know, for free for the taking. And if they sent some lackey from the ship over to chip off a couple of pieces of an iceberg and put it on a cart... And wheel it onto the yacht so they could, Martha could chip with an ice pick, chip a, a little, some iceberg ice off and put it in her cocktail. That sounds delicious. Oh, that sounds super elite, though. I mean, come on. You're on a yacht with your iceberg ice in your cocktail. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, we're going through climate change where those icebergs are slowly melting away. And Martha Stewart is just icing down her. Their beverages with them. They got a big black cart with. I mean, it's a big. That's that's got to be the one on top has got to be eighty, hundred pounds uh, easily. Easily, and there's a smaller one on the bottom. Um, and they are there's pl- they, and I guess it's completely clean and fine to put in your drink. Yeah, don't we? Uh, in there a mil- is there a glacier water company that we? Uh, oh, I mean, they they say they do. I don't know. Apply for the yeah. Houston Municipal Water <laughs> it's probably, Source. Yeah, it's probably from the spigot out back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in the first snap, she's holding up her drink. Uh, you can see the beautiful Greenland fjords behind her through the windows of the yacht. And the second one is the picture of the icebergs. And she put them up on her on her platform, and and everybody just jumped on her. She she put the caption. We actually captured a small iceberg for our cocktails tonight. <laughs> the remarks are, "Love you, girl," but I don't know if you've heard. There's an iceberg shortage. Martha, the ice caps are melting. Don't put them in your drink. A third one said, wealthy white people drinking their iceberg cocktails while the planet is in flames is a bit tone deaf. I was trying to see what her actual cocktail was. It looks like some sort of coffee-based one. Is it? Is it dark? It's brown, yeah. Nobody actually says what the cocktail. I was hoping she had like a recipe. Like, oh, an iceberg. Super, yeah, iceberg yeah, cocktail. If you have the means, I suggest you get some iceberg ice. <laughs> I think it's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is not contributing to, to yes. global warming for the love of Pete. It's a hunk of ice. It's not oh, the end of the world because she hacked up a piece of ice off of there. Uh, some people said it was beautiful. Those those uh, those blues are beautiful in the ice. What an adventure and definitely cocktail celebration worthy. And said, if you can't find fresh iceberg for your cocktails, store bought is fine. That would be there's a there's a racket for you right there. Can you imagine that hunks of ice you sell them in the in the in the Publix in the freezer? Well, iceberg ice, real come from a real iceberg, made by Martha Stewart. Um, I know that we're here in the United States. <clears throat> there are people are fighting and fighting and fighting for rights for the LGBT and 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 <clears throat> once that was established. You know, gay right, men and gay people can get married in the United States so they can have the same advantages of a married couple. You can marry who you want, the freest country in the world. Uh, there's, you know, you can't discriminate. Uh, you know, things were going uh, swimmingly well. But then we came a new fight and the trans thing and the pronouns and that. And, and, and it seems like we're uh, really making much ado where there's nothing there. You're, you know. 
and we never really we're so super focused on sexual identity and gender identity in this country. And it's I mean, to the point where the people have lost their jobs. Professors at colleges have been fired because they refuse to call a person they because it's improper English. Or they just refuse to play along with the stupid game with a bunch of narcissists that are the are they are the the, the the tyranny of the minority that think they could demand this out of you. Um, while uh, in Africa, a 20 year old Ugandan man faces the death penalty for engaging in what they call aggravated homosexuality. Aggravated. That's dangerous. What is aggravated? Uh, he went the extra mile with it. <laughs> Your uh, homosexuality is aggravated. Um, uh, maybe. I think they got him because they considered him a repeat offender. That's his main thief of power bottom. That's what aggravated homosexuality is. Under the language, aggravated homosexual refers to the intercourse with a child or a disabled person, as well as the same-sex intercourse that transmits a terminal illness, uh, can be also charged as aggravated. Consensual same-sex relations, meanwhile, can be punished with a life in prison. So over here, you want to fire a tenured professor because he won't call you they. Over there, a guy's going to be put to death because he's living his true self. And he at least got a trial. Some of the other countries just get tossed off a tall, bu- tall building. Yeah, right. They tie you up, drive, take you up the stairs, heave ho. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of international groups that condemn this stuff, but until you really, you know, the international banking, the World Bank should be involved in sanctions. Uh, you know, all of these aid outfits that send, the nonprofits that send uh, and, and help people there should should refuse. But their they're president, man, he said, we don't give a damn what with you Western world thinks. We don't like homosexuality here. and there we'll, we'll, We don't throw you off a building. We just put you in prison for life or uh, kill you. What the new, where's the United Nations? No, I mean, they're protesting there but you don't see a lot of people that are going over there to protest it no you come back with a nub instead of an arm uh you'd be punished by uh, homosexuality is punishable by death in afghanistan pakistan uh saudi arabia uh yemen and several other other nations but here we're fighting over pronouns yay (laughs) I had a conversation with my one of my family members that was very pro-vaccine. And I just, I hadn't talked to him forever. I just figured I'd say hello. And I just set up a little thing like, hey, uh, no confrontation here. Just want, just looking for, I'm curious guy. I'm not. I said, I just wanted to, you know, see where you stand today. How you feel about the vaccines? How about, are you happy that you took it? Will you take more? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, no confrontation. Non-confrontation. This is a non-confrontation. I went over, I said that over and over and over. <laughs> and he goes, like, you looking for fuel for your show I'm like no I honestly want to know uh, but um, he said he did the full shots in the booster he did three and he's just not going to do one a year and he still believes in them 
uh, and he he was dorked out over the uh, technology. He just loves it, and and the if the other uses for the RNA. Uh, and he goes, and then he tells me, "Hey, if you just let you know, if you look come looking for a fight, I would have disengaged quickly." I'm like, dude, that's why I can't have. I mean, I can't even ask a question with him. They didn't automatically assume that I was looking for a fight when I preempted it. With I'm not looking for a fight. I know what you stand on. I'm just looking for rational discussion about your opinion. He happens to be a, a PhD, uh, and 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 I got. Oh, you if you came looking for a fight, I would have disengaged. Oh. Yeah, maybe uh, he could have used that time to you know. Uh, enlighten you to maybe you want to get the vaccine right i mean not that you would but i mean he had a chance there where he could have said hey this is why it's so great uh this is why i'm getting it i'm you know i'm doing this instead he was a i I, mean he's at to that point now where he's like if if anything in here uh involving it's you're definitely trying to fight me i love him to death um i said at, at one point i was like uh it didn't uh but wait a second he's well he said uh I said it didn't provide immunity or stop the spread. What were the benefits? Non-confrontational. And I said, what about the about face of the CDC and the FDA and ivermectin? Again, non-confrontational rule remaining intact. I'm typing those words. Out of pure non-confrontational curiosity, how many shots have you had? <laughs> uh, he said, just asking because you keep saying non-confrontational. I said, yes, that's that's what I meant. I don't want you to think I'm looking for a fight. Uh, I didn't want you on the offensive. I was an attack. I'm a curious guy. Uh, I just wanted to ask a question. So he went on to say he thought they provided limited immunity and blah, blah, blah. And then side note, if you thought you were looking to, if I thought you were looking to pick a fight, I would have disengaged fairly quickly. Okay. Whew. I mean, I can't even, I was, I'm just was trying to have a rational discussion. Maybe in the back of mine, I was, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 but you know, I really wanted to, and I got it. He was not uh, embarrassed or ashamed. or uh, He was completely unabashed about his opinion about them, and uh, we'll continue to get them one every year. When you read reports of 99%, this is the biggest thing of all. I don't know, maybe people are just closed to this information. Of the deaths reported by the CDC um, last week, 99% of the COVID-19 deaths were not primarily caused by the coronavirus. According to the CDC's COVID-19 dashboard, just 1.7% of the 324 coronavirus deaths logged in the week ending August 19th had the virus listed as the primary, primary cause of death. I guess the incentive program is over. If you, this same logic to the 1 million, I don't even know what the number was uh, when the the pandemic ended. And how many of those were really, with 1.7 of those were really COVID deaths and the rest were just deaths that had COVID? Yeah, the numbers would be uh, probably about, about the same as flu, where the flu would remember we the flu was eradicated that year. We had, uh, I believe, like a thousand deaths total. And, you know, normally it's around 60,000. So, yeah, I think the numbers would have been somewhere around 65 to 75,000 people that had true uh, COVID ended their life. There was no other issue of the fact that, you know, they were morbidly obese when they got sick or right. diabetes or anything else or you know fell off a ladder hit their head and just happened to be able to have a cough that day got them in the in the statistics it probably would have been in that seventy five thousand dollars seventy five thousand people range right and that's a big difference from the peak in 2021 30 percent of covid 19 related deaths had the virus cited as the main cause now 1.7 
They haven't reported the primary cause of death in cases where COVID-19 was the secondary factor, but data from the agency shows cancer and heart disease continue to be the leading cause of death nationwide. Uh, we know where heart disease is going uh, post-vaccine. I don't know. I just read the numbers. Um, there is a advisory going around on how to avoid a pandemic, how to completely avoid it, the next pandemic. <laughs> I love it. Turn your television off is number one. So all the brainwashing won't get to you. Do what you've got to do about your natural immunity. Vitamin D, blah, 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 blah. Uh, don't wear a mask. Fresh air is a lot better than your body's waste and germs coming back into your lungs. Don't take a shot. Don't trust the experts. <laughs> that's really, that's the, the lesson I, I learned that we all, I think, I hope learned in the, in the pandemic. Don't trust the experts. They don't know dick. No, I mean, trust your trusted experts. Right. You're the expert of, I'm the expert of my body. But also, I mean, most people that <laughs> and my doctor, their own doctor, uh, yeah. a lot of those doctors, uh, there was very few where I talked to people where they said, well, my my PCP told me that I needed to uh, to go ahead and go out and get this shot done. It, very few, actually. Right. Oh, you, you, very few doctors would recommend I mean, it? Your yeah. actual own personal physician, a lot of them were not, because there were a lot of them are uh, normal doctors that were like, hey, I don't get any benefits out of this. Let me do some research. Okay, uh, you're healthy enough. I don't see an issue with it. Hey, you're 65 plus and you're, you're overweight. You probably maybe should go get this just in case. Right. On this little chart, it says, speak out and spread truth no matter what the cost, even if your voice shakes. I, I, it doesn't do any good. It just starts a fight. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, I, was, I, I went in with a, hey, this is not a, don't get this, you know, non-confrontational, not trying to pick a fight. Then I go, well, just let you know if you were going to pick a fight, uh, I was going to drop out of it real quick. Disengage. I, you can't. You can't have a... And then I tried to throw some cowboy stuff in there because, you know, he likes the cowboys. And I'm like, hey, how, about, how about the deuce? How about that? How, about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, how many uh, cowboys do you think got their vaccination this year? <laughs> that, they don't require it. I don't think they, they don't require it any longer. I don't believe they do. Uh, which is probably a good thing. Um, you want to hear Jerry Nadler back when he was really worried about voter fraud? Yes. He's still a big, fat blob. <laughs> and he was back then, and he is today. Where is my fat Nadler? There he is. If, in fact, someone were deliberately hacking these machines, you could steal millions of votes, and no one would know it. And that's why the methodology is problematic. Now, there's no evidence that happened, but you can't prove it didn't either. And you can't prove it won't next time. And that's why we have to have a paper trail. We, we've documented it. Any number of people documented uh, a machine in this county that recorded 11,000 extra votes for Bush. In that county, there was uh, counting uh, Kerry votes for Bush. People who pushed uh, the touched Kerry's name would come up Bush, and they touched it again, and it would come up Bush, and they touched it a third time, and finally got it right. right. And all kinds of things like this. Um, one, one machine... Uh, Sounds a lot like what things that Trump was talking about in 2020. This is 04, and he's, uh, he's I don't know, sounds like he's trying to challenge it, uh, saying that, has he been told that the election wasn't fraudulent? We say one machine. These are large machines, like a half a county, apparently. Yeah. 
um, after it reached 3,000 votes total. Every time you voted for Bush, it subtracted one instead of added one. When you add, pushed Kerry, it subtracted one instead of adding one. And all these instances were instances where they were caught. We've heard this, and then there's a there's a uh, a compilation of audio. Liz Warren, Kamala Harris, uh, many, many Democrats talking about the vulnerability of the machines and they could not be trusted. And uh, I don't know, it's just for a long, long time since there have been machines. And and everyone flips. Now there's no reason not to trust these machines. You might, absolutely, you must trust them. When their guy lost... Oh, it was... It, it, yeah, it, it, they had every excuse in the book, and it seems to have been. This seems to have it seems to be a, a United States of America tradition. When your guy loses and it's close, and there's whatever factors, uh, and you you know go all the way to the Supreme Court or whatever, or you haggle over numbers for days and days. It's a it's a election tradition, but now apparently it's a, it's a felony. I mean, for. Bush Gore, how long did that go on oh afterwards? Oh, my God. Into uh, months. March, maybe. Uh, it was a long time. Yeah. I don't remember, but yeah, it was a. It went on and on and on and on and on. Court challenges, chads, hanging chads. Yeah, how much, uh, how much of a punch actually counts when it. <laughs> this person did not punch. He didn't really mean it this punch. You could tell it didn't go all the way through. <laughs> God, it was a mess. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been reported. They were right. caught, presumably corrected. The question, obviously, is how many instances were not caught? Don't say it anymore. Right to jail. When we return, we'll get to remarks. We had an interesting story about some Chinese people, the Chinese couple at the end of the show yesterday. If you missed it, that may be endemic across the entire country. <laughs> Hang on. Is this Shannon Berkshaw? Oh, i got to get my stuff together. Oh, and uh, nothing to worry about. The FBI is just right now scrambling to catch uh, a couple hundred uh, 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 migrants that were smuggled in by ISIS-linked terrorist smugglers. Shouldn't be that hard to find them. No. All right, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Okay, man, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. Cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments, because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Show the world that you're tougher than tough. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I saw the video of the Amazon driver walking a package up to a house, caught on the ring camera, and the dude doesn't wait to snatch it from the porch. He snatches it right out of the driver's hands and boogies. They're not even porch party now. They're just literally taking it out of the guy's hands. I mean... I'm honestly surprised it doesn't happen more where you'll see the FedEx, UPS, Amazon park there, park, and then go up to the thing, and then they. I'm surprised there's not more people just running up and grabbing as much as they can. Me too. I, I'm surprised that it, I'm, I'm sure it has come to that at some at some you know point. Well, in uh, Chicago, there was a TV crew 
out doing a story about armed robbery and crime. And as they were doing it, they were robbed. <laughs> um, the, the whole TV crew, while reporting on a Chicago robbery spree, armed men targeted 30 people in 12 hours, uh, even the news crew reporting on it. It's going to be dangerous to be in to be in that industry. Oh, very dangerous for them, dude. I wouldn't. I mean, think about that in in uh, Chicago and in I think I saw it in Philadelphia and in L.A. They you you could be sitting in traffic at a red light and your back window gets smashed out and whatever's in it gets snatched. There's nothing you can do. You're stuck in traffic. I mean, it, it repeatedly them hit four or five cars in a row. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah, we had the what was the one reporter that was? She's gone to San Francisco four times, and all four times her car has been broken. Yeah, into. it's yeah. She's taking rentals now. They still break the windows, and and, and I don't know. If there's anything to take in them. I, I don't know why how people. I guess because maybe most people don't have to actually live in the exact areas where these things go down, and they think they take the you know if they just drive through it, they may be all right. <laughs> or if you had to stop here and report on some crime. Uh, if you're just there for a little while, otherwise, if you live there, maybe you don't have a car. You're just too busy robbing and stealing stuff. You don't need a car. Yeah, I mean, it sounds you need like one, you steal yeah. it and drive it somewhere <laughs> and drop it off. Wow. Uh, uh, the crew was in their vehicle, and a gray sedan pulled up. Three men got out of the vehicle wearing ski masks, displaying their guns. They took the victim's personal belongings, went to the work truck, stole the station's camera. Uh, they were working for Univision. I mean, what are you going to do with a radio, with a uh, TV station's camera? Like, that's not exactly a, a pawn yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, he's got an NBC News sticker on his side of it, or Univision News on it. Right. I don't know what you're going to do with it. You, I, 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 I guess I don't know. film stuff, they're probably going to sit around their own house like, ah, man, man, man. Well, we do a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these, the, the guys at Univision weren't packing? Uh, they should be. They're the second Chicago TV news unit to be robbed this month. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, it's I, I I agree. Uh, the uh, Bob Nardelli, the former uh, CEO of Home Depot, thinks this administration is fueling a lawless society. The environment under this in, uh, administration is fueling a lawless society. We've got to get it back under control. I fear where this is headed, <clears throat> he said, told uh, Neil Cavuto. I mean, they're hurting big time. And nobody wants to do it. Nobody, you know, retail crime is uh, through the roof, and nobody wants to stop anybody. I don't know why you wouldn't want to stop it, the, the person physically. Why has that become such uh, a, a problem? You can't touch them. You can't stop them. Don't, oh, God, fear you, God forbid you might harm one as you tackle them to the ground, and then they sue you. Yeah, that is exactly why. Because we allow that type of litigation. Well, yeah. Well, that's where the that's where the problem is. We shouldn't allow a a thug, a a, a, a you know, shoplifting thief to sue you when you stop him and break his kneecap. 
Yeah, it you should committed, be in you, there. It's that, committed to, you, it happened during the committing of a, a commitment of a crime. Yeah, as soon as a crime is committed, and you no longer have that right to, you know, you've broken the law, and if they stop you to stop you from committing that crime, then you whatever happens happens. And you've lost your right to sue a corporation over that. Right. <laughs> That's amazing to me. You know, it's like you, you know, a guy breaks in your house and you shoot him, but you don't kill him. And he can sue you for uh, everything. Yay. Um, how about some remarks? From the Florida Man Radio app location. All of the archives are up uh, uh, every day. Um, it's a great place to uh, listen to those on your own time. And the whole station, take it with you. Don Miller, the, everything, the whole package. Um B2B2.com. There's a brand new shirt up there. There's a whole, there's a bunch of new brand new shirts up there that are really uh, selling like hotcakes. B2B2.com. Check it out. Here we go. One of the uh, other pseudonyms that Biden had that I noticed was Percival Sweetwater. Interesting. B2B2. Is that true? I don't know, but it's a good one. It's a good one. Hey, guys. Great show. Besides being a complete political hack and voting one way only, how in the heck can 44% of this country approve of anything <laughs> this complete fool in the White House does? Again, dumbest man to ever hold that position. 44%. Or a position similar to that anywhere in the world. Stupid, dumb, idiotic. Be to be to. All right. True and interactive the president. One, two, three at gmail.com. <laughs> Are laws in your way? Vice President is for sale. Call JRB Ware. I wonder uh, if, if that has some kind of meaning. JRB, I mean, JRB's is obviously his, his initials, but where? JRB Ware. What's the where come from? Like beware. JRB Ware? Yeah. Beware of him. Oh, whoa. Hey, guys, don't ever forget the Democrats hate elections, so they can call Biden their candidate all through the primary process and blah, blah, blah. But you wait until that convention happens or right before the convention. They'll get judges in their pocket. They'll say he's not fit to run. They're going to choose their own candidate, hand-selected, not by voters, but by them. Not even their own constituents can get it right in the Democrats' eyes. They never trust the people. They hate their own people. Beat a beat Yeah. A ban on single-use plastics at Burning Man. I sure as hell ain't using a condom over and over again. <laughs> I figure I'll need about 24 to 36 for a four-day weekend. I hear that. Isn't that what Burning Man's like free love and there's an orgy or something? Or is that something else? That's... I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff going on out there. Hey, Shannon, it's Jokey J. Oh, is it? I just want to be sure you know it's me mm -hmm. and not an imposter. That shouldn't have been on the air because it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Well, I'm going to move to the country. I'm going to paint my rooftop blue. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, that Project Blue Beam is kicking our butt. They're changing weather. They're um, burning up people, burning up 
whole giant areas of land, Canada, United States, Hawaii. Something's got, this, something's got to stop with this, man. We, we have to have a revolution, I guess. Uh, I had a really sad audio from a lady in uh, Maui. They're finding whole families in their cars. Just burnt to a crisp. Mom and dad up front, three kids in the back. Awoke from coma. Has the whole world gone crazy? Going back to sleep. (laughs) Nice haiku. Climate change, people. Now, there's a contradiction in terms. If you're really a climate change person, I'm always amazed to find out they live in wood houses and they drive cars. If you really want to make a change, go live like the Amish. Oh, you can't do that either because cows fart, horses poop. So what is the be-all, end-all? You just want to do away with everything. Be-doo, be-doo. Yeah, I think most climate change people got exactly what they wanted. They would not be happy at all. (laughs) Afternoon, fellas. Hey, you are safe for this storm of the century, but... Hey, I'm like 20 miles from CRT, so I'm what they call screwed. But anyways, B2B2. Man, yeah, I heard Jim Cantore was on Cedar Key. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, I saw a funny little video of him in a grocery store, like shopping, and some guy sees him, uh, like up ahead, and he's got his basket there. He just goes down the aisle with his arm and scoops up all the canned goods. His basket (laughs) runs. Shannon, Jokey J's a little blurb he did yesterday. I told Don Miller this morning, that's a t-shirt. Support, Orange is the New Black, 2024. They're already up. You could put a little B-Doo B-Doo. It doesn't say that, but I got a... At B-Doo-B-Doo.com, there is the uh, trunk mug shot that says Orange is the New Black. So, B-Doo-B-Doo.com. Yeah, Trump's biggest and first mistake was appointing Jeff Sessions, who recused himself practically the next day. Yep. Uh, He's a big pussy. We just got back a few weeks ago on a cruise to Alaska. One of the things that they did when going through the pass where the glacier is, is they sent a boat out to the glacier. They chipped away part of the iceberg. They brought it on board. So everyone could feel it and take pictures with it and ooh and awe over it. And the blues are really pretty in the iceberg. You, guys could, you couldn't put in a drink? Yeah, say, they Not at the whole. Over, overboard afterwards? Talk about some Legionnaire's disease. Everybody in the whole place has touched that iceberg. <laughs> you got to go up there and put it in a, in a drink? Not for nothing. You know what Martha Stewart should have done is she should have said we took all the ice machines on the ship and dumped all the ice into the ocean to make up for the small chip that I <laughs> I'm helping. Iceberg ice. I think Richard Pryor tried that in Brewster's Millions. And I believe it actually worked. That's a good movie. It's an old one. Aggravated homosexuality. What the hell does that mean? No lube? (laughs) I think so. The funny part is they they said the 26 year old dude was arrested, but he was he was uh, with a 46 year old guy. I don't even mention that guy. 
Like he, what did he? Like, was he the because uh, he was the power bottom and the other guy was the top? Uh, no, he got minor homosexuality. Oh, got minor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Shannon son, another guy. You guess it. It won hung low. I get the aggregated with doing boom boom action with wife. Sue hung low. She keep smacking my butt. And tell me go faster. I get very aggregated. Okay, beetle beetle. That was ag- aggravated heterosexuality. Yes, it has been proven. Alcohol is the uh, cure for uh, not catching COVID. I mean, since all this COVID bullcrap started and before that, I mean, I drink a half a gallon of Jameson in a week, and I ain't never got the COVID. Beetle beetle. Half a gallon, huh? <clears throat> Rookie numbers. Hey, guys, this is Panhandle Patty. When the COVID all started, my doctor told me to turn the TV off and wash my hands. I thought that was where you were going with your turn the TV off bit, but that's all he said to me, and I've been fine. You can wash your hands. I, 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 I wash my hands anyway, you know? Yeah, that should be common. Wash your hands. J.R.B. Ware and Robin Ware and Robert L. Peters Ware lays a poopy pants vice president, I swear. Ware who has three aliases or more. Well, it's Ware working class Joe. Ware, you know, the Ukrainian whore. With his forgetful bastard son with a laptop from hell. Well, Ware, some people say that tragedy follows the Biden clan. Well, maybe it's karma. Or maybe it's just Ware God's hand. Be do, Ware, be do. Hey, dude, there was a uh, big, tall, blonde, tatted-up dude named Shannon on The Price is Right this morning. No, no, no joke. Um, Wasn't me. He lost in the showcase, though. Oh, damn it. You would have won him. I love listening to The Shannon Burke Show, but unfortunately, anytime I hear Eric open his mouth, it's like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> Please, more Heather, less Eric. Uh, <laughs> hurt. Yeah. You can't please uh, all the people all the time. No. Hey, Shando, you know them people blocking traffic? They got to get themselves some of that liquid ass that the sponge all used to use and put it on the car. All right. I have so much to say about the vaccines and the abuse of them, in particular in the hospital and skilled nursing facilities. My mother has been very sick, 19 hospitalizations Ugh. or skilled nursing facilities over the past year. Wow. She was forced to get the vaccine and the boosters. I, in turn, had to get the vaccine, not the boosters. I refused. I was crying, begging. It's just wrong. You know, I'm strong, though. I got this. Working as hard as an ugly stripper gotta be the funniest thing i've heard in the last couple of weeks thank you so much i stole it from senator john kennedy they're working hard at a list ripper i think a lot of these polls are just generically made up i mean i don't know a single person including my dog that thinks that our president's doing anything at all 
It's gotten to the point where the people that are out there saying, you know, he's done it, he's a you could just tell it's, it's hardly genuine, you know. You can see it in their face. Oh, our, this is the greatest economy, <laughs> right? Hey, Shando, Sparky 351. You know, Burning Man, I don't know anybody who's a condom. I came back there with some gonorrhea once, and then I got the old crabs, and, uh, Never going back to Burning Man without rubbers, I guess. So I guess you need it to like 24, 36, 39. That's why they call it Burning Man. Because when you leave, your penis burns when you pee. I wonder why the glaciers are shrinking so much. All the cruise ships keep taking chunks of ice to make drinks with right. it. Or let, the, let, the, let, the, let the, 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 everyone on the boat pawn it for a couple of minutes so they walk by. Take a photo with it. Hey, Shannon, man, it's T-Bone from Atlanta. I hope y'all are doing well. Uh, I'll uh, tell you exactly what aggravated homosexuality sounds like because uh, it, its name is Liberal Larry, and it calls into the show about every damn day. Beater, beater. <laughs> hey, this is Fred from uh, Joe Biden's Lake Tahoe vacation rental. Uh, yeah, the uh, aggravated homosexuality, that sounds like a great name for a woke punk band. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, at Burning Man, they do have an orgy. It's called the Orgy Tent. No lie. Also, Shannon, what was the original purpose of a haiku? Some kind of a writing exercise or something? I don't know. Well, it's used today as a writing exercise, but it's, it's an ancient uh, Japanese uh, form of prose. It's been around, you know, as long as rice. Orgy Tent, huh? You think it's sponsored? Yeah. Fake lube or condoms. Monsanto. <laughs> that guy that says alcohol secure for COVID is nuts, but I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't chew, I don't even go with them to do. I don't haven't had any of the do. shots, haven't even had a flu shot. I'm 64 years old. Got that Delta variant running around. It was like a bad cold. In fact, common cold is coronavirus. So all any of it is is just a cold. Just treat it like one for crying out loud. Yeah, I don't think anybody's uh, writing that guy's advice down that alcohol is the cure. And, uh, you know. All I heard was nurse and begging. I've been masturbating ever since. Which, by the way, is how I fend off COVID. <laughs> I didn't know that was on the list. Biden can get on these nuts. <clears throat> I've seen some of them gals you're talking about. Yep, they're working hard, all right. Harder than a two dollar whore on nickel night. <laughs> I got nickel night. Uh, you do, uh, you know, sometimes in the, when I'm in the quarter, I'll duck into one of those gross, uh, during the day on bourbon, there's a couple of really, and the day shift, man, is the day. Holes and C-sections. Yes, and pimples on your ass, and, uh, and you, and you gotta buy two drinks right up front. Just get them <laughs> out of the way. Okay, bring me two false staffs, buddy. <laughs> that's, that's that, that way, uh, uh, everywhere, pretty much. It's the night shift girls that really make the bucks. 
Um, we're going to get uh, dark coming up. Oh, it's Tuesday. It's Tinfoil Tuesday. And we're talking about how almost after every tragedy, the conspiracy theories start to you know, trickle out. And sometimes yeah. they are pretty outlandish. Uh, you know, the old, uh, you know, steel wave. You can't melt steel beams with the old right. jet fuel. Right, steel built a jet fuel. Uh, dang it. Uh, uh, but throughout history, true. I mean, uh, dating back through all of really? uh, a lot of our uh, the disasters. And not so much the Hindenburg, but the Titanic. There's conspiracies behind that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Some bankers were on board and wanted to stop uh, the Fed. They or weren't something. there, and they got off of there. And, oh. Yeah. Oh. And it might not even be the Titanic that actually sank. I heard that, too. It was an, I heard that conspiracy that there was an insurance fraud for the Brit- Britannica, right? Uh, the, the, uh, we'll talk about it. All right. Uh, we'll uh, do that next. Um, and uh, Jonathan Morris after that. Hang on. It's Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Get your 30 seconds of fame. Download the free Florida Man radio app now and click on the open mic button. More Heather, less easy. Hey, anybody's got a problem with easy, you go down there and say it to his face. I want more Heather. Easy, you're an awesome part of the show. You guys are fantastic together. Easy, you're the glass for Shannon's Jameson, man. And stop interrupting Shannon so much. Damn, dude. I'm hammered, dude. I don't mean to be talking crap, you know. Leave your open mic now with the Florida Man radio app. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. I'm Latoya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was going to make it. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Okay, men, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at AARP.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Get away. Go. I don't know why you wouldn't evacuate if it's going to be. I mean, being inland like we are, if we're taking a direct hit, I'm not, you know, a lot of people do go. Um, Not much to go from here, being here directly inland. Right. Right. But if you're on the coast in one of those counties, you just got to go 20 miles one way, 20 miles another way, you know, get out of the evacuation. At least you won't get hit. With the worst of it. Yeah. Know your area. If it floods very easily, then yeah, probably should get on out of there too. Yeah. Uh, in China, couples could get paid to get married. There's a, uh, you know, what do they always say? There's 8 billion Chinese. 
Well, their 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 birth rate is declining dramatically. Yesterday, we have a good indication as to why. We told you about the story about the uh, young married Chinese couple that had been married for four years, trying diligently to have a baby. Uh, the wife said it was. Uh, she even put up with the uh, un- incredibly painful uh, intercourse. The doctor did her an exam, discovered she, the woman was indeed a virgin, then did an anal exam, discovered they were doing it the wrong way. Gave them a booklet uh, and on, uh, on how to really do it the right way. They, 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 got, they were successful, they, were, they got pregnant, and they gifted the hospital a chicken and a hundred eggs. Well, now, uh, Changsheng County in eastern China is offering a reward, they call it. <laughs> a reward to couples uh, if the bride is aged 25 or younger. A thousand yuan, which is one hundred and thirty-seven dollars U.S. Age-appropriate marriage and childbearing is what they're promoting. There, China's legal age minimum for marriage is twenty-two for men and twenty for for women. That seems a little weird, doesn't it? The number of couples getting married has been falling there, and of course, the uh, they've abandoned their they had a decades-long one-child policy because you know they they didn't want. Um, then they started allowing ch- uh, families to have two children, and now the birth rate has declined, so that they're going to give you a, a, a bonus. Maybe I'll, I'll send out that instructional pamphlet once again. Maybe do a, a public access cable TV show about it. They probably should. Pop like, here's your $100 or 1,000 yen, and uh, here's a pamphlet on which hole it's supposed to go in. I- it's just I thought about this story again. It blows my mind that they thought that was going to work somehow. I don't. I either think that guy was a genius. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, by their uh, one chicken and a hundred egg gift, it tells me that they're probably yep. uh, you know poor Chinese backwoods, basically Chinese rednecks. Yeah. Mm. Woo! That poor woman. She's she's so happy now. <laughs> Is there any point though where it's like, hey, you want to try it in the other one? You know, just spice right. things up a little bit. Yeah, but maybe they're just a strict. Um, I don't. <laughs> I try to imagine, you know, visuals and like she didn't talk to. Uh, she have any neighbors or anybody like that where she could talk to? Like, hey, does it always hurt when you do it like that? Oh yeah, or- you think they would ask? Uh, uh, you know, do you put it in the thing or what up there? Maybe she, she had another another. There was another hole, right? Yeah. Okay. That mystery is solved for that couple. Let's get dark. Let's do that. It's disturbing history with EZ. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books. Tuesday. And now for me to spend the next 20 minutes torturing that guy with my voice. <laughs> oh, no. But, Break out the chalkboard. Oh, that is a horrible noise. I'm glad we got rid of those. We just ended up now. Schools always have the, the dry erase runs. that just squeak when they're right on it. I don't know if that's actually worse to me. Uh, real chalkboard is a real for me. Yeah. Oof. Uh, but throughout history, every time there is some sort of disaster... The conspiracy theorists come out in droves because, I mean, disasters are weird. Uh, we just looked at it. Hawaii, uh, it's a bad disaster. Boy, is there a lot too of weird stuff going on. Yep. Uh, there's too many questions going on. And when you leave too many questions, 
the conspiracy theorists come out because they they're, they're like, all right, we got to figure it out. We're going to answer these questions. Or they just can't believe that what happened just could possibly be random. Or you know, the, you know, if it's like nine eleven, you know, I don't know. It too, maybe it's too incredible to be true or too dramatic to be true. Or And I think there is always the lack of facts right off the bat. Uh, 9-11 went through that. There, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In uh, terms of... There was a lack of facts going on for a while where, you know, there's an investigation that goes on. So they go for a little while and go, okay, uh, we don't want to, you can't talk about this, can't talk about that. And so, of course, people are going to go, okay, wait, that building felt this time, this building felt that time. There's a, and the internet sleuths try to put the, the pieces together right. before it ever gets to that investigation point, And then they wonder what happened with it. And it causes, you know, conspiracy theories. Right, because they don't come out right up front um, with all of the, and up, uh, although in 9 11, we saw the planes hit, you know? And anyone that was near television saw the whole thing. But then you got... So it was, it was pretty much wrapped up. By the end of that day, the uh, both towers have, had fallen and the other building had fallen. You pretty much everyone went to bed knowing terrorists, hijacks, blah, 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 extreme heat, collapsing building, blah, 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 so on and so forth. I mean, we didn't, though. We knew that... that- terrorists had flown a plane into it we didn't know who the terrorists were no we didn't know where they had come from no uh we assumed hey i mean of course it damaged the building enough but then a lot of people went wait but i've seen planes crash into the empire state building other and it didn't you know they didn't come collapsing down in such dramatic fashion so it it causes weird conspiracy right right uh we'll talk we just talked about we should never believe the i think right off the bat believe a government report on a a whole 100 percent ever Uh, so we did talk about that titanic uh this conspiracy theory on it was that it was swapped with its sister ship, the Olympic, in a basically elaborate insurance scam invi- devised by none other than J.P. Morgan. Mm-hmm. He was the owner of the White Star Company at the time, you know, also the, 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 billionaire. The, the ships were similar, but I, I've seen photographs of, uh, what was it? The, the portholes the, is what the big The portholes were yes. different, yeah. Yeah, so the Olympic was involved in two accidents at sea just months after it was launched in 1911. The ship allegedly suffered almost irreparable damage, which would have meant financial ruin for White Star because it was a very expensive ship that they didn't think was going to be able to sail again, and that would have been just a gigantic disaster. So, therefore, the theory goes that the Titanic and the Olympic were swapped, leading to the Olympic sinking in a staged accident. Meanwhile, the Titanic changed its name to the Olympic, and it moved on from there. Is there enough supporting evidence? I mean, that's a pretty... Uh, well, according to author Robin Gardner, he explored the theory in his 1998 book, The Titanic, The Ship That Never Sank, question mark. He wrote that the Olympic was photographed as having 16 portholes and the Titanic as having 14. However, when the Titanic sailed on its maiden voyage, it also miraculously had 16 portholes. Gardner also wrote that there were rumors among the laborers of the insurance scam, leading them to refuse job offers aboard the Titanic. Uh, that is a weird thing. There's a lot of people that... Uh, they knew about it. Or they, well, there was kind of rumors going around, like, "Hey, uh, be careful that they're going to, you know, there were, there were a lot of rumors that, hey, they're going to sink that sucker because it, you get an insurance scam out of this." So there were a lot of people that were scheduled to work on the Titanic that refused to go on to it. Hmm. Uh, further evidence of this conspiracy theory is presented by the form of several high-profile passengers canceling their trip on the Titanic mere days before the voyage, including J.P. Morgan himself. Really. Is that true? Yeah, he did. He skipped going on the ship. 
And so they purposely ran it on a ground on a on a on a, on a iceberg or yeah, that is the theory that they took it out there looking to sink that sucker. It had some kind of damage that yeah, basically it was already the hull was already very weak. Uh, it had been a couple accidents. The repairs on the hull would have just been uh, basically they were gonna have to scrap the ship anyway. So wow. by theory, they said that they took it out there, ran it into an iceberg, already knowing that there were issues with it. The bulkheads were were not tall enough to actually do all the things that they said it would do. And you sink it, you take a big insurance scam out of it. Wow. 1986. Safety test of the Chernobyl nuclear plant power plant went disastrously wrong, and it led to a massive explosion and an open-air graphite fire that spread quickly throughout the machine shop and headed down to the third-generating unit. Uh, we've all seen the TV show. It was a massive disaster. Yeah. However, an energy control officer did not allow the fourth generator to be stopped. So it was completely destroyed by the extremely hot steam. It was fortunate the fourth generator did not explode as it contained about 180 tons of enriched uranium. Yeah. And had it exploded, it would have been just more of a disaster than it already was. Two years after the disaster, a conspiracy theory stated that making the rounds about what they have prevented, uh, um, theory making the rounds about what may have actually prevented the fourth generator from exploding. People came forward to say that they had seen a UFO hovering over the unit for at least six hours. During that time, it managed to reduce the radiation level four times. And these eyewitnesses believed that the UFO was the only reason that the generator was destroyed by a thermal blast instead of an explosion. Mm-hmm. A our, thermal blast. Yeah, our UFO buddies came there and siphoned some of the radiation off it and kept it from blowing up. <laughs> oh. They, they're looking over us. Yeah, it was very nice of them. Uh, it seems that even, you know, we just talked about fires are kind of a natural disaster, even though this one seems to kind of man-made by the fact that the uh, power lines seem to malfunction and cause a massive fire in dry land, and, right. and we couldn't stop it because we were too worried about the water gods being there to Yeah, we can't, protect just, you can't just use water like that. I mean, it's got to be respected. Well, not long after the devastating Indian Ocean tsunami of 2004, rumors began making the rounds that the nature itself wasn't to blame for the disaster. Settled deep in the Muslim community, the theory was still told to this day is that the tsunami was really the result of a nuclear experiment by India that was supported by U.S. and Israel. Really? I've never heard this. At the time, several newspapers reported that India had purchased nuclear, nuclear technology from the aforementioned countries and was experimenting with destroying or exterminating highly populated areas. The highest number of fatalities occurred in densely populated Muslim regions of the Southeast Asia, which only strengthened to bolster the conspiracy theory. We created a tsunami. Well, we uh, are along with... Or that we were uh, supplying India with some nuclear technology and they happened to drop a bomb off the coast not knowing that uh, the tsunami would get to mainly Muslim communities and destroy them. Oops. The Gulf of Mexico oil spill in 2010... Which was that? That was the one that uh, BP oil spilled. Oh, the uh, rig, right? Yeah, the rig. Yeah. They, blew, they made a movie out of that. It blew up? Yeah, and then, of course, it was all like the Panhandle, all, uh, New Orleans, all that area. Oh, yeah, big, yeah, yeah. You know, they Mucky, were yeah. Killed the oyster uh, a season. Scrubbing right. pelicans up off of oil. There's record sales at dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so the disaster prompted massive response from volunteers to help clean up, protect the surrounding areas and wildlife. The timing of the disaster, however, gave rise to multiple conspiracy theories. As the rig sank on Earth Day, many believe that so-called eco-terrorists or eco-warriors actually caused the explosion on the Deepwater Horizon to protest offshore drilling in the oil industry as a whole. 
That's a stupid. Mm, does it surprise you that much? No, it doesn't, but it's, 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 it's a stupid way to protest. Uh, U.S. President Barack Obama's order to deploy a SWAT team to disaster scene confirmed that in the minds of conspiracy theorists because SWAT teams are usually present when terrorist attack occurs. Other theories include North Korea striking the oil rig with a torpedo, oh, the Russian government sending a message uh, by blowing it up, the U.S. itself being responsible for the explosion, and uh, God taking revenge on the U.S. for turning its back on Israel at the United <laughs> Nations. <laughs> that's a conspiracy, huh? Uh, Eco-terrorists, uh, North Korea, God, or yeah. God. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't see... The eco-terrorist one wouldn't surprise me. It was very, very uh, interesting that it happened exactly right, on but, Earth Day. Uh, but and, but the, 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 uh, the idiocy of going, well, we did that to show you that that could happen. You know what I mean? It was more, but if you have one gigantic ecological disaster, you hope that they stop doing it and they shut it down. Right. Uh, just the same as the uh, dumbasses laying in the street. Right. But also, probably it was God, too. You got a little upset about yeah. that one. Uh, two months after the 9-11 tragedy, American Island Airlines Flight 587, an Airbus A300, crashed mere moments after takeoff from the JK, JFK airport. Hmm. The plane went down in Bell Harbor, Queens, killing 265 people. The cause of the crash was established to have been a wake turbulence from another plane. This led the first officer of the AA flight to overuse the rudder controls, which caused the vertical stabilizers to snap off. Both engines and the tail section fell off before impact. That really screams conspiracy theory right away that they basically that plane fell apart over turbulence from another plane. Only days after the accident, conspiracy theories, uh, theory appeared on the internet. One Jeff Metcalf wrote an article about it, affirming that he and many others believe that the crash was no accident. Instead, he believed that the plane had been sabotaged and asked an experienced pilot for his opinion. The pilot confirmed that he had never heard of a plane experiencing the loss of its tail section and both engines at the same time. Right, from turbulence. Uh, instead, he believed that the plane had been sabotaged. Uh, and that's how it actually fell, fell apart. In his article, Metcalf also mentioned that eyewitnesses saw fire at the plane's fuselage between the tail section and where the engines broke loose. According to Metcalf, another veteran pilot dismissed the potential of another AA plane's turbulence causing the problems with Flight 587, stating that he says it was highly improbable. So what? So what's the conspiracy? A what? lot of people believe that it may have been another terrorist attack and that because of the terror, the panic that already was coming. I mean, this was just two months after 9-11. Right, right, right. They did not want a just another burst of like, okay, the... Unexplained. Well, the flight industry itself was already struggling. Oh, yeah. And to have another terrorist attack not, two months later on another airplane would have... Shut her down. May have shut down the flight industry for a long time. At least would have put people like, all right, I think I'm going to try my car to work. Here. Yeah. <laughs> try right, we got a trip down to Disney. I may just yeah, drive the car. let's take the old station wagon. Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that it was just put away, uh, quietly tossed away and said, hey, yeah, pilot error. Uh, it happens sometimes. Flying's still great. Everyone get on here and enjoy it. April 1996, 28-year-old Martin Bryant traveled from his home in Newtown Hobart to Port Arthur, Tasmania. Uh, arriving at a guest house just before noon, he entered the premises and killed the owners. Then he moved on to the Port Arthur Historic Site, shooting people as he moved through the cafe, gift shops, and car park. A total of 35 people lost their life. Almost overshadowing this horrific event were the claims that the entire massacre itself was fabricated as a false flag event. 
This is the event that caused Australia to introduce their yeah. massively yeah. Uh, overreaching gun laws that they have. What there. year was this? Uh, 1996. Wow. The proof was presented in the form of... Has it worked here, has it? <laughs> nope. Uh, it was presented in the form of more claims that the senior Port Arthur staff members knew what was coming and happened to be away that week for a seminar. It is alleged that the Royal Hobart Hospital had an emergency plan drafted just two days before the shooting on what would happen if there was a mass shooting. A world pre- a press convention in Hobart ensured that many reporters were there also to cover the story. Conspiracy theorists also believe the attack was planned for the sole purpose of introducing gun laws into Tasmania. Yep. In early 2017, 21 years after the shooting, One Nation candidate Peter Rogers earned himself and uh, a lot of criticism by writing on his website that the Port Arthur incident was fabricated. What, like it didn't happen at all, or it happened, yeah, it but was it was a, a, a plan, a dude who did that on uh, whatever mind control or whatever. That no, was. it just it was an elaborate false flag event that this guy. Uh, I mean, it, it was very strange. Again, when you start adding weird le- elements to it over and over again, uh, the fact that the Port Arthur staff just happened to be away on vacation. They all went away on a seminar that week. Uh, that happened to be that the press was having a huge convention down the street. And the fact that, you know, the hospital just happened to have a couple uh, mass shooting, uh, you know, drills just two days before the event. Uh, it all really... Uh, yeah, it does look bad. It looks bad. I'll admit. Real this bad. is one that I think there's a lot of people that are believing that nowadays. And that's the flu pandemic. The flu? Yes, the Spanish influenza uh-huh. of 1918, which lasted two years and killed millions around the world, predominantly young adults in previously good health. The virus is said to have wiped out up to 5% of the world's population at that point. However, if the conspiracy theories are believed, there was no flu virus that caused this. Instead, all those people were poisoned by injections of a combination of vaccines. Mm-hmm. Many believe the soldiers at Fort Dix were injected with this vaccine bomb in 1918, uh, but they had never had any swine-related flu. The conspiracy theory also claims that the disease was seven times more rampant among vaccinated soldiers than among civilians themselves who had refused to be vaccinated. Stories of infantile paralysis striking down soldiers uh, added strength to the theory as this type of paralysis is known to be a side effect of vaccine poisoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but did it start, did it come from... Uh, uh, did they? Is, wasn't the epicenter of it like uh, Spain? No, it was a uh, farm in Kansas. Uh, uh, the Spanish influenza. Uh, but then our boys, our troops went off, and uh, the Spanish influenza. If I remember correctly, uh, the facts on this was a was a swine flu, and they said it came from a pig farm up the street in Kansas. Uh, is where kind of the epicenter was. Mm-hmm. Wet and, market of America. And we didn't want it to be like the American pig flu, so we said, hey, it's the uh, Spanish flu. <laughs> yeah. We don't like those guys, right? Yeah, everybody's against Spain. Yeah, Spanish flu. Interesting. I had never heard that conspiracy. Hurricane Katrina. Oh, boy. Do you remember? I do remember they uh, they accused uh, Bush of having a spinillator machine uh, who made that hurricane uh, as uh, in, uh, in order to clean out the area of uh, ne'er-do-well uh, African-Americans. Yes, because everyone knows George Bush hates black people. Kanye said it. He's never been crazy before. So, no, Totally sane. But the brute strength of Hurricane Katrina in 2005 breached the New Orleans levees in several places, causing flooding in over 70% of the metro area. It is thought that the more severe breaches were caused by soil failure under the levee or by the levee structures themselves or 
However, residents of the destroyed Ninth Ward had a different theory. Some even testified before the House Select Committee on Hurricane Katrina that they firmly believe the levees were bombed for the purpose of cleansing and that it was an act of genocide. Uh-huh. Right. Louis Farrakhan, he has never had a conspiracy theory in his entire life. No. Completely uh, also, incredible. Director Spike Lee have right. also confirmed that they support the theory. Lee stated that he doesn't find it far-fetched that there would be an attempt to remove the black people from New Orleans. So was the... Okay, so that theory is not that the government had any uh, anything to do with the creation of the storm, but they took advantage of it as, hey, uh, if there's going to be all this flooding, why don't we blow up these levees and wipe out all these uh, undesirables? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all we right, can put yeah. high-rises and everything, yeah. <laughs> uh, naturally, it doesn't help that the levees themselves were actually bombed in 1927 to preserve part of the cities, which caused black neighborhoods to be flooded, so... Maybe not as crazy as it sounds. I didn't know that. When has Kanye been wrong? And George Bush hates that. <laughs> Poor Mike uh, Myers. George Bush does not like black people. <laughs> yeah, Mike Myers is standing there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we'll end with one that I know you love. What's that? The harp. Oh, yeah. The it's High later. Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, otherwise known as HARP has been con- been and continues to be the center of multiple conspiracy theories. Is blamed for natural disasters, weather modification, and even a little mind control just thrown in there. For oh, yeah? Time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just a touch of mind control. Therefore, it's not surprising that the program has also been blamed for the Haiti earthquake in 2010. We all know that Hillary Clinton wanted to ethnically cleanse Haiti. So That's right. She was able to use that then to funnel a bunch of money through there illegally. Uh, yeah, to pay off all her buddies. Mm-hmm. At the time, Venezuelan leader Hugo Chavez publicly stated that his belief that HARP or a similar program was used as a tectonic weapon to create the earthquake. The media in Venezuela had a field day with that story. They reported that the HARP could produce violent changes in climate and could be associated with what happened in Haiti. Some conspiracy theorists also firmly believe that the U.S. was conducting tests to control the weather. Supposedly, these tests went horribly wrong as the earthquake was not meant to hit Haiti, but... Iran. Oh, just a skosh off. So close. (laughs) And we know how much that Barack Obama loved killing brown people. Yeah. 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 Um, The Haitian people hate the Clintons. I mean, why would they not? Yeah. Uh, They were basically, that earthquake uh, destroyed the island. And then they were told how she's here to save. Look how much money she's made. And yeah, billions of dollars in donations. She, that corporation just siphoned it all away to someplace else. And it caused their entire government to collapse. And yep. now it's being run by mostly gang members. Right. I remember reading a list of all the people that doled out money to, like friends and you, names you even know, too, whose brother owned a, uh, the one guy had a housing, he made uh, trailer homes, temporary housing. And, you know, a lot of them ended up in Sanford, Florida, up here mm-hmm. in a field, just polluting a field because they were filled with uh, 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 building materials that, were, <laughs> that, weren't, that wouldn't pass muster in the United States. They'll cause cancer-causing materials and everything else. And they, uh, they said, no, we really can't. They ended up rotting in a field. The guy got paid. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Stand by. I just saw a dark looming figure through the uh, window, the uh, door to the studio here. I believe John Morse, John, uh, Jonathan Morse is in uh, the building. We'll do him next. Hang on. Uh, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network.
Morgan Morris is here from Morris Family Farms. Organic Meats. Yeah. Uh, host of uh, Between the Ribs on Saturdays. Uh, what are we saying? Five to seven normally? Four to six. Four, to, four, to, four, to, six. To, six. four to six. Four to six. Yeah, the new, new hours are four to six. Four to six. Perfect. As long as there's not a Jacks game. But right. For, but right. I think all that's over with. All the preseason is over with, I think. Yeah. So I'm, we're, we're four to six solid. I know you've been spending a lot of time up in the panhandle. Man, I love that. Up place. in our uh, in our in our uh, our market uh, up there, our friends yeah, no, in Fort Walton Beach. No disrespect to Georgia, but man, the Panhandle, I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's fantastic. The people are what's really cool about the Panhandle. The people are awesome. I wish I had more time. I had a couple little meetings I had to get to, and I was running behind. Uh, when I pulled up in the parking lot out between the Ross and the Zaxby's, out in front of the Crowd Packer character place. Uh huh. That's where you meet people. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> very very professional. Yeah. Man, sure is. It was man. It was great. <laughs> I was just awesome. People were great. Had a lady slip me a note. She's like, I'm not trying to pick you up, but can I slip you a note? I was like, sure you can. <laughs> What's the note say? I'll tell it to you later. It's uh, a very, it was a very good note. It wasn't, no, oh, yeah? Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> sexual. It was a very nice note. And uh, she had a question that she wants us to address. So I'll, I'll tell good. it to you off air. You're the smarter one out of the two of us. Well, I don't know. If it's... Well, when it comes to animals and, and life skills, I am. But when it comes to this. Well, what do you mean life skills? Being able to kill. Uh, well, I'll kill. Yeah, right. okay, start a fire, build a, sh- right. build a, a, well, tell you what, a shelter. You know. Let's both leave here tonight with what's on our body only uh-huh. and go north as far as you can go on a tank of gas that you got and survive this Cat 3 hurricane, and we'll meet up on Thursday. I'm on my motorcycle today That's with a quarter point. tank of gas. And your life I won't even make it into the, into life, the hurricane zone. And your life skills are better than mine. Your survival skills are better than mine. I'm in the Silverado um, loaded down. Do this uh, whole uh, share a calf. Was that way calf share? Oh yeah, we've already sold a couple. No kidding. All right, so let's let. Uh, wait, so wait, I know. Where's the guy? Wait, do we need the legal department in here for that no. one crazy guy? Uh, stole his grandpa's idea. From- <laughs> <laughs> by the way, calf share is uh, trademarked by Jonathan Morris That's and right. Organic Meats yeah, Incorporated. Right. And we were doing it long before we even knew Florida. Yeah, and if we catch just- you using calf share, you'll be hearing from our attorneys. That's right. Even if you try to backdate it. We're going to get well, you. Well, we'll catch you. So, it's, uh, uh, so here's the deal. All right, every fall and spring, I buy calves. Uh-huh. They're, now, they're basically $900 a calf. They're off their mom. They're off the milk. They're eating grass. They're ready to be kind of, you know, in a, by themselves, no longer needing their moms, but they're still a calf. Um, anywhere from seven months to nine to ten months old, you know, uh, less than a yearling. So anyways, they're about $900. So you pay the $900 that I normally would pay for the calves. So I don't pay that. You pay that. I bring the cat to my farm with all the other cats, raise it in my herd for the next 18 months, 20 months. When we get ready for slaughter, you only pay for half of the slaughter because it's a share. So I'm gonna, you're going to buy the calf. I'm going to raise the calf. Excuse me. And then at the end, we're going to cut, you know, do the half. You're going to get a half cow. I'm going to get a half cow. Yes. The only thing you're going to pay for at the end the is, is the, the bare, you know, no profit, bare processing of the half cow. So you'll have... Thirteen hundred, maybe twelve to thirteen hundred in it at the end. Between the nine hundred you paid up front, four or five hundred in the end to, to process it. Yes, at the most. And that, the, that's, does that cover you cutting it up and, and then bagging it and stuff? Yes, that's going to be. Yes, I'm going to. We're going to cut it up and oh, okay. crowd pack it. Right. I should make you come do your own, huh? Nah. I mean, they want to knock a hundred bucks off. <laughs> they can. Hey, you know what? I'll cut it. You come back. Maybe some guy can, uh, cut his hand off on your bandsaw before yeah, you know yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cry pack his hand in the bag, waste the bag. So at the end of the day, you've got 12 to 14 tops. Max, yeah, 12 to 14 tops in it. And you were a part of the farm process. 
you you got involved in local farming. You got involved in your own food, going to your own family. Yeah. So it's the experience also of all that, and you get to save a thousand bucks. That's the and, big part. And I'm not I'm not a market guy, but if I'm not mistaken, like seven percent is a good number, right? If you can make seven, even if you make ten percent on your money, that's a good number. Yeah. So if you invested twelve hundred bucks in the stock market, a year later you'd get one hundred twenty dollars, right? Ten percent. Yeah. All right. Profit. So this is I, I I haven't run the numbers, but you you know you go in right now. At you nine, get a nine, and you're four, you're in for fourteen, and you're getting twenty four hundred dollars yes. worth uh, worth of beef out of the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so the, the yield on that, what's the percentage? What's the interest on that? Man, that's crazy. Thousand percent. I don't know. It's a, it is a great deal. It makes a lot of sense for a lot of families. And if you could get it uh, going and you do it only in the fall or the spring, I mean, fall and... Uh, well, right now, yeah. well, right now, I buy cows twice a year because that's what our market demands. But if we start selling, you know, 100 more cows a year, then I'm going to have to be buying cows all the time. Right. But, but right now, you know, we buy, you know, about 20 twice a year. That's 40, you know. And we, we do, you know, a couple cows a month. Sometimes we do four a month. So, you know... We're good for about 40 to 50 cows a year right now. There's a lot of paperwork to fill out for this thing or just no. a handshake deal and a, and a, and a, I, I write a, little bit a receipt? Of, I write a little bit of bill of sale that you bought a calf and you have stock in half of it. Okay. And this, this is how cool it is. I even guarantee the successful growth of the cow. Guaranteed. Yes, because I had one year where a calf got sick and, and got sick. We, we had to put it down. Just, we yeah. couldn't save it. And I was like, man, I can't call that guy and tell him his calf died. Sorry, calf died, brother. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you get one half of the remains after we cremated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we even said, all right, we'll even guarantee the, the, the successful growth of the calf. That's good. You know? Because I just felt bad. I couldn't call that guy and tell him your calf died. Right. You right. Know? So, so, so it includes lose. a calf insurance policy. The calf is lost. You'll still get your deal the at the end of the day. guarantees you're going to have a, a finished yeah. product. Where else can you get that? That's that is a hell of a deal. Not from some guy raising pigs in New York. You can't, huh? I'm just messing. <laughs> pigs in New York. <laughs> I'm just. I play the long game. I can't let things go. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, get it on that. But if you don't want to wait and you got the money, just stroke a check right now, and you can get a half cow cut up in your fridge. I got two hanging right now. And 18 months, 18, 20 months from now, you'll have a side of beef in that in that freezer, and maybe. You buy, you get on this round, and then maybe that one goes. It's almost, maybe say it's eight months, nine months in, you buy another one. So you've got a, a yes. constant yes. supply for a minimal investment. You yes. you have just a constant supply of the finest beef you can get your hands on, raised right here in Central Florida. And you know you already got, you know, we call it filling the pipe, you know, filling the pipe, filling the pipe. You know, you got to fill the pipe. So You're stuff, filling a, a pipe out of, what's it's, the it, metaphor? It's a metaphor, it? you know. Yeah. You got to fill the pipe so stuff comes out the bottom as you put yeah. It's a metaphor. I get it. I right? get it. Yeah. You can't have an empty pipe talking about we need No. Cows. We have a fall. You need a full pipe at yeah. all times. Oh, I'm a, well, I'm a part-time farmer and full-time pipe player. Yes. Oh, and on that note, can I make a special announcement? Is that anything to do with sex? No. Okay, go ahead. But sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, am I that yeah, obvious? Yeah, special, special, go ahead. Yes. Am I that obvious? I always go to sex? Yeah. When I was little, my grandpa said, son, you found something you're good at, stick with it. And I successfully give, have given Amy eight children. Today is our 28th anniversary. Oh, that's right. Congratulations. Two crazy people have been married to each other for 28, 28 years. years. That's a long time. I've been married about 28 years, but four different women. Well, here's the ironic thing that I don't think anybody else can compare with. We've only known each other 28 years and two months. We met, got married two months later. That's a, was it a shotgun wedding? Or? Well, so we went to Tallahassee, <laughs> and my dad called me and said, boy, I raised you better. You got to be shagging up with that girl. You got to make an honest woman out of her. I said, Dad, I've only known her two months. 
He's like, you know the right thing to do. So I hung up the phone. I said, hey, we got to get married. She's like, really? I was like, yeah, I need to call your dad. <laughs> She's like, why? I was like, because I'm old-fashioned. <laughs> Good for you. And then we got married. That's how it happened. Took her out wow. To, took and it lasted gold, this long, huh? Took her out to Golden Crown, bounced a check. Man, when you can write checks at Golden Crowns? Uh-uh. That's a long time ago. You can write a check at a restaurant? 28 years ago, you could. That's how you celebrated? Went out to Golden Crown. After, you, after she, said, she said yes, she said, baby? No, no, after, after I put the ring on her finger. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you said... Well, it's nothing but the best for you, sweetheart. <laughs> We're it. going right to the and, 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 and even if you want a rocket chair on the way out, it's all yours. I'm putting right in the hot check for you. No, no, not Cracker Barrel. Go and Crown. I'll go and Crown. Okay. Not <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Oh yeah, take it to a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And many people uh, said it wouldn't last. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have uh, pegged it as a long-lasting relationship in it either. Twenty years. Twenty years. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah, we keep it spicy. So. Anyways, congratulations, congratulations to, to you wife. and Thank your you. It's, yeah, congratulations to her. That's yes, and I just want the world to know that I still love my wife. Twenty eight <laughs> years later, you, you, are there guys out there going, "I hate my wife"? I, I think just, so. I just hate her. I think there are. That's terrible. What a way to live. I know, right? It's a horrible way to live. It's a horrible way to live unless you're drugged up, numbed up. Can you imagine what's going to happen? What happens when you have an empty nest at the house? Because you you still got a few years to go. So, oh, so okay. So the last year it's been kind of rough, and it's my fault for not just taking the lead on it. But I've always been taught to date your wife because you're going to get to a point where all the kids are gone. Yeah. And what are you going to do if you don't know each other? It's awesome. You run around naked all the time. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. It's fantastic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care where you are. It just happens. That's, it, no, it's great. awesome. Yeah. So the last year, we've been a lot been going on with the shop and Amy's being sick and the kids and this and that. But uh, we we're really big on hanging out, going to movies, going to dinner, just doing, you know. Yeah, do some dating. Yeah, just hanging out so we at least know each other when the kids are gone. Well, you've been together 28 years. If you didn't know each other, I, mean, I don't know how, what's, do you have a date? When, what, what, what's the year? Do you see, uh, are you looking in the future like, man, 2029, baby, whoop, whoop, it's oh, on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got, we got <laughs> Annabelle. You got plans ready to go? We got Annabelle counted down. Annabelle's 11. It's all 11? Yeah, she's 11. Seven years. We got her counted down. Well, we, we're giving her nine. 2030. We're giving her nine. We did, we did 2032. That's our date. 2032? Well, we figured we got to get at least sophomore in college, you know, before we can, like, officially kick her out. Right. You know? 2032. Yeah, that's the date. Nine years. Yeah. The clock is ticking. And we've already told Alana, call me bad if you want to, we've already told Alana, our daughter with Down syndrome, when, uh, when Annabelle leaves, you're going to live with Alina. <laughs> <laughs> have you told Alina of this? Well, Alina's ready. Because, you know, when you have kids with Down syndrome, they, they come with a little check, you know? Yeah, not a big one, but a little one. I don't know. <laughs> I that. That, that, yeah, that didn't come out right yeah, there. Yeah, did not. All right. <laughs> so, and then it's uh, on like Donkey Kong in uh, 2030, 2030. 2030, no, 2032, 2033. Well, we got to get her out. We need six months to get back in shape. You know, we're gonna imagine how we're gonna look in, in nine years. Oh, you're gonna spend a, a while uh, just we, in the gym. Yeah. Getting back your uh, Mr. Olympia vo- uh, figure back. Yeah, getting the fighting weight back. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, it's, it, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I probably Good for you. 28 I, years is quite an accomplishment I, today. I'm probably going to have to really, really schedule the 530 time. In 2033. Yeah, if you're... If I'll I, be busy. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. probably be dead by then, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Case, Nothing to worry about, buddy. <laughs> in that case, it'll be all fine. No, no conflict stuff in there. Uh, uh, right, uh, real quick, though. Tomorrow's our ship day. We don't only always ship on Wednesday. 
Yep. Talked about UPS rep. They don't. They can't guarantee shipment tomorrow. Oh, because of the hurricane. Yeah. And, and what it is is like, yes, I know everybody who lives in Central Florida be like, well, Lake Mary's fine. Yeah, but the trucks have to go that way. They have to go north. So that storm coming through Cedar Key up through Jacksonville, that's part of their main route of getting everything on on the routes that have to go, you know, overnight next right. day. So we may, well, Alyssa's already started calling some people that we know are going to be affected no matter what, and we'll have to ship them on Monday. So then we may not be able to ship the meat boxes, the steak boxes tomorrow for the people getting deliveries. We may have to ship them on Monday, to, you know, because of the storm. Right, right, okay. Well, because the thing with it is we don't tell everybody this because, you know, too much conversation, but with UPS, if you ship on Thursday, even though you pay for next day and second air, second day, there's a lot of places in America that they don't, their place don't work on Saturday. So if UPS gets it to them on Saturday, oh, it, sits. it sits there till Monday, That's and good. then they deliver it to the house, and it's hot and it's ruined. So right. Wednesday is the day we ship, so everybody gets it by Friday. We should put a, a sticker on the side that says livestock or live animal inside. You know, don't leave it sitting on a shelf somewhere. You would think. I get fish. I, I buy. You know, pet stores don't have the. Good stuff. I buy from breeders and, and people that import in Miami right. from uh, Thailand and 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 uh, China and and there's uh, they'll ship me a, a three hundred four hundred dollar fish in a box, right? In a bag in a box with some you know whatever they need in there yeah. and and uh, could you imagine that ride for the fish? Uh, oh, it's got to be hell. <laughs> They put some. They put some stuff in there that kind of helps them out along the oh, way. Wow. Yeah, it's got to be. But it's dark. They don't know what's going on. It's bumping brown down the road. Uh, but they, you know, they always they guarantee. But they're not going to ship on a Friday. I don't. I would imagine. No, 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 no. Oh, they make sure that they ship on a day that you, yes. you know, that it's going to be there to you yes. in a day in less than twenty four hours, and that you, you know. Yeah, so that's why we ship on Wednesday because I canceled the show. I did the show from home waiting on the fish once. I, I, I can't leave yeah, the house. That fish. And right before the show, ding dong, fish showed up. It's great. Great show. I'm sitting on my front porch forever. So put the fish there on the table. Well, I put the it show, in the <laughs> yeah. fish cam. Get a yeah. fish cam going. <laughs> All right, so uh, you may have some late meat boxes going out. That's understandable. It's yeah, a hurricane. On the, on the state boxes, yes. So, Alyssa, we'll be in contact with you, let you know. If you're not getting it this week, you'll get it. Uh, instead of waiting until next Wednesday, because uh, that's normally the day we have lined up with our local UPS guy, we'll, um, we got him to squeeze us in on Monday. So we'll ship it out on Monday. Um, and then we got the September meat box coming out. But we got Labor Day this Saturday. If the hurricane does not kill you, and I, I hope it does, I hope everybody's safe through the storm. But if you're in the area, we're going to have some crazy Labor Day stuff going on. Oh, yeah? On. Yes. Well, that's a big cookout day. We're, we're, we're of off burgers. on Labor Day. A lot of burgers, a lot of dogs, a lot of steaks. I did that last weekend. That's what I did the day before yesterday. You prematurely Labor Dated? Yeah, that means I have to go big on Labor Day. Yeah. Like a brisket or. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Leg of lamb. Nah, oh. uh, it's too small. Brisket. Yeah, do it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, do it. Start it late. Get up early. That's what you want to do on Liberty. Get up super early in the morning and start a brisket. Yeah. 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 No, I'm serious. I'm, I am too. Get up early, start it. I got to tell you, I got to get a new situation, man. I'm using a Kamado, and I need to. I think I need to go uh, to a Traeger. I'd like to. 
Because you can dial it in, and it, and it feeds the fuel as yes. much as it needs. It's automatic the whole way. Yeah. You don't have to stand there. You have to go outside every five minutes and look and see and check. And, blah. and I'm trying to dial it in, you know, with the, the, the vent at the top and the vent at yeah. the bottom. And you smoke flow right. You got that roll. You, you, you got Even when you're, just, when you're just grilling and you put something on there and it, you, you've let your fire go down enough and it's not too hot. But then you, you start to render some fat from those big, beautiful uh, ribeyes. And if you're yeah. not watching it, you got to flame, flame up. up. Yeah, yes. it's a big pain. No, it is. I think Traeger's my. I'm kind of hitting around at Christmas time. Traeger? Yeah. All right. I told Kim the other day, I said, the top of the dome of the. This Kamado had a, some cracks in it. She goes, "Well, you better patch that thing up." I <laughs> <laughs> went and got some of that putty that you mixed together. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I patched yeah, it up. Yeah, JB Weld, three, three, yeah, three cracks in it. I cleaned them up, patched JB it up. JB Weld, yeah. He's got to make it to Christmas, baby. Oh, oh. wow, that's <laughs> nice. Well, you know, uh, even with my thing, with my big pool behind barrel smoker, I use a propane torch on Saturdays because I don't have time to sit there and baby it. Every 30, 40 minutes, like you're supposed to, stoking the wood. Right. So I use that little propane stick just to keep the fire constant. So as I'm running around the shop, I know I never have to worry about my fire. And people are like, man, that ain't smoking. You out there cheating. But you got wood in there. I know I got wood in there. But people are like, that's cheating having a propane <sighs> tank. Yeah, it's called propane assist. It's not called cheating. But so I, I get it. You go home yeah. and that guy's got a, a, a one of those square uh, fold up grills he got at the Target for uh, nineteen bucks. <laughs> well, about the time he tells me I'm cheating, his phone goes off and this is alert, let them know that his Traeger's ready to be done. <laughs> 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 or his green egg. It's like ding ding ding. Your green egg. Your green egg just self-adjusted. <laughs> And I'm the cheater. I like using uh, an egg or Kamado. It's, I think it's a, you know, it's old uh, age, old. I've, I've smoked turkeys in it, and I've smoked, uh, you know, tons of pork, and I've done briskets in it. But it's, uh, you know, well, we live in an era now where you can be, you can have perfection without the great skill set. That smoker we have out back that we do all of our deli meat on, yeah, that thing is you it's set awesome. It, you set it, clamp it, and walk away from it. You know what I mean? And it's, it's a pellet. It's called a pro smoker. And it looks like a refrigerator. And, and it's pellet operator? Yep. It, it, stay, it keeps the maintains the, the temp? Yes. You, you said oh. it. And it's pretty cool because that one, you can actually fire a roast. You can turn that sucker up to like 556, and that thing will pump pellets, and it'll get so hot in there. You know, yeah. we, don't, we use it on the smoke only. Um, and that way, the deli meat's always the same, always the same moisture. Yes, yes. You don't have to be like, oh, something was too close to the fire, and I forgot to rotate it. And I love that, that refrigerator smoker we got out back. What's it called? Smoke later nine thousand pro roaster pro uh, roaster yeah it's out of Wisconsin I'll send it to you well I, mean, I don't need a I don't need a, I don't need a refrigerator sized uh, uh, yeah, smoker yeah, yeah, <laughs> in my backyard yeah you do yeah yeah they're, those are actually made uh, mine's old and I bought it I bought it used so uh, I'd have to buy a brand new one those are made if they're all sealed up right they have a vent it goes out your dryer vent they're made for inside. No yes. way. They're made for inside, and you just run a vent through your dryer. What? Or you just cut a vent in your block wall somewhere in the I house. I put it in my garage and vent it out the window. Yes, yes, you can do that, yes. I could put it in my office and vent it out the window. Yes. Or you're standing there looking at meat cooking. Yeah. Your neighbors always wonder why it smells like cooked meat out there. Yeah, in their side yard. <laughs> yeah, if, if you do that, it has a little thing when you turn it off, and you know, like you know you're done, right? Once right. you played around with it a little bit, you don't want to open it. While it's rolling, it'll fill the house up with smoke. Right, So you right, turn right. it off, and it has a little extraction fan you press. It sends all Get the smoke out, out. You wait like three minutes. You open it up. No smoke. All, no smoke in the house. All the smoke's coming out the vent, and it's just right there. Yeah, those things are made to be inside. What, that cost, like ten grand. Uh, my brand new was $7,500, but they make them up to $100,000. They make, yeah, they make them you can walk into them. My buddy in Georgia, Ashburn, he's got one you can walk in. 
Yeah, he, it's he, a walk-in smoker. Yes, but he's got a fire. Sides of beef in there. He's got fire suppression and uh, oh, Ansel uh, system. And he's got yeah, he's got that on it. He also has the cold sprinkler. So on his, he does all sausage, just all smoked sausage. He'll do five hundred pounds at a time. When it's done, and the smoke's done, it extracts the smoke. The sp- the ice cold water comes on, and in three minutes, everything's down to thirty five degrees. Huh? Yes. And then he opens it up. He rolls it all out. Puts it on the block. It's ready to be. And it's not selling smoke sausage, yeah. But it's a hundred grand. Will you buy me one for Christmas? <laughs> I've not had one of those. I, just, I mean, if you'd have me in the sausage business, right? Listen, yeah. Oh, they are. And if I had a hundred grand, I would have one in the shop, and I'd and, and you'd be like, "Wow, John just went ninety percent sausage." That's how awesome. <laughs> yeah. It is. You'd think, be the sausage king of Florida. I just got a hundred grand. You'd get that's all you'd make is sausage. I wouldn't make anything else. I'd have sausage and ribeyes. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, what do you got? You're a butcher shop. We got sausage sausage. And ribeyes. Yeah. How much? What kind of sausage do you want? Oh yeah, my buddy. He's probably got an 80 foot case of nothing but sausage. Wow. And he makes sticks, beef sticks, pork sticks. And he's in the retail and the farming end. Is no, no, no. He... He's, uh, he's all commodity. Okay. Well, he, he buys a side yeah, of yeah. pork or yeah. pork. Or... No, 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 no. They got beef. semis in back. They, oh. Yeah, they're in the commodity business. Yeah. He's a really good buddy of mine, and we're friends. When I first started my butcher shop. And I didn't have a grinder. I didn't have a saw. I didn't have anything. I would take my pigs and get them stamped. And I would load them all up in the truck, you know, on ice. Right. Drive them up to him in Georgia. And then under, under his license, yeah. You mean, you know, you, know, you, know, you need to ride home? I'm like, <laughs> lightning, lightning just struck here. It's uh, coming down here. But he would, t- he would let me take everything to his place. And we would make all my sausage up there. And th- this is when we first started because I didn't have nothing. Right. We'd make all my sausage up there, all my bacon. Oh, that's up nice there. of him. Let you use the facility. And then I'd, I'd drive everything back home and sell it, you know. And then we gradually were able to get a grinder and get a saw. And get, right, you know, right. Get a lot of our own stuff. That's but, awesome. Yeah, but he's a cool guy. What a great story. Yeah. Um, oh, Heath. Is there, uh, you have another partner. Is that guy in, in uh, Georgia? Is that the guy, your friend in Georgia? The guy you get your turkeys and poultry and chicken and stuff? No, 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 no. Different no, guy. No, yeah, that's a different family. Uh, Heath and his brother Jason, they own, uh, I don't mind shouting out, they own, um, Carol's Sausage. Their mom and the Carol's Sausage right on 75 in Ashburn. Yeah. yeah they, I've seen it. It's huge. And they started. That's their place? Listen, they started in Sylvester. you got to stop there when you're driving by. I stop there every time I drive by. Yeah. Every time I go to Georgia, I stop and say hey to Heath and his brother. And huh. Jason's the big guy that's got a nine in his back pocket, and Heath is the little guy running around doing everything like he smokes crack. That's the deal they got. Jason protects the place, does the money. Okay, in case somebody comes in there and like, give me all your sausage. <laughs> oh, no, 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 they do, they do crazy money. A mad mad cash business, yeah. They do so much money, they have their own styrofoam coolers and ice machine at the front door. What the, do you mean? The people come in and they load coolers, they buy oh, coolers for the stuff. Oh, to take it home. Yeah, so they, they'll sell you a cooler for $5 in ice to top off all your meat. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, they do crazy. That's smart. No, he's in there buying a steak or a pound of nothing. It's like... 30 yeah. pounds of sausage, oh, and we're yeah. out of here. Oh, 40 man, pounds, yeah. 10 yeah. pounds of that, 10 but pounds they, of that. Their mom and dad started in Sylvester. And then when the boys got out of school, you know, they were like, man, there's not enough room in Sylvester for all of us, you know? So the mom and dad were like, y'all figure out a place. And, and then. They, so they just buy a ton of pork from whatever yeah, they have a, they farmer have a, and no, supplies pork no, pots and whatever. I don't, I don't want to talk bad about them. All right. But they're a commodity. They're like a Cisco. Uh, you know, U.S. food, just whatever they use for their dishes. All right, all right. Yeah. That's that, not, they just buy a bunch of yeah, pork. It's just and they make, it's like yeah, it's like Dixie or Publix or Piggly Wiggly, except... And they make delicious sausages. Yes, except they use all their own recipes. They have all their own recipes, and they make it all in-house. I got a recipe. 
My yeah. great my grandfather's recipe on my mother's side, uh, uh, Frank Cervello. Oh yeah, who was an immigrant from Sicily. Ah, and we used to make it on Christmas Eve. Oh, you tell us. Yeah, we, my uncle would come over. Uh, my liberal uh, archaeology professor uncle, who owned my grandfather's old grinder, he kept it. Like, it weighs a five hundred pound giant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two guys had to bring it in. Uh-huh. We cut up a hundred pounds on my mom's kitchen table, and he he'd throw his spices. He called. I have to throw the spices, the very specific spices. Then we all do it, and then we grind it once, and then he we you know it was a process, and it wasn't right until twice Uncle grind. Frank said, it. "Yeah, twice grind." Then we then we case it, and every family in our big family would get ten pounds. Like ten, there were ten oh, families wow, on, cool. on Christmas Day. Yeah, pretty that's much. awesome. And we drink a case of Chianti during the process and be hammered. And Christmas uh, See, Day, we give me that recipe. Incredibly hungover. Uh, yeah, I got it. Do you imagine if yours I, is close? You, you you, your hot Italian is close. Okay. Could you imagine if we advertise come down and try Santa's, Shannon's sausage? Yes, that's a good deal. I'm thinking about that. A little promotion. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, have to let them in one at a time. We got to take a break. You want to hang out? Yeah, sure. Let's you go. Got, it's about to pour down here. I'm on a motorcycle and it's a hurricane. It's, yeah. And, yeah, I might need to. Storming like normal. Hey, you're well prepared though on your skill set. Yeah, I got a I got a rain suit in there, bro. I'll ride in the rain. Oh, I love it. Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. It's just a big dysfunctional family. Bubba the Love Spot, the Don Miller Show, Bill O'Reilly, Dan Bongino, Shannon Burke, and Jesse Kelly. Usually, just going one step too far. Yup, Florida Man Radio. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job made easier by America's brave military dogs. These dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs and locating enemy positions. Yet when these canine heroes retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring these valiant dogs home and reunites them with their handlers for happy, healthy retirements. To learn how you can help, visit AmericanHumane.org. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Donellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Jonathan Morris uh, is going to hang out with us. Hanging out and hanging on. You have a question for him. Three, what's our number? 321-339-1055? First time, got it. Nailed it, bro. You're a professional. I am. I just don't. Uh, I'm not really big on uh, phones. I used to be. I mean, I mean the, the whole that part of this industry has changed so much. When I was Atlanta, in Atlanta, I'd have a bank of phones. We had twenty lines, and they would just be blinking, all solid, ready to rock and roll on some topic, all the no. effing, all the time. So the whole show could be nothing but hey, caller. Hey, it may caller, take ten hey. minutes, and they would fill up, and they'd be screen, and I know what they, and most of them are off topic. And then we would do something like, "What's up with that?" And as soon as I, I could, it could be like maybe one. I said, uh, "Coming up next, we're gonna do what's up with that." And, and you have oh, to yeah. deal with phone calls. But the, you know, when the cell phone came out, everyone had talked right. Went, yeah, it's gonna be great. We're gonna have more calls. And yeah, we did. Right. But we had more s crap calls yeah. because the quality was right. just not. And they, and then it, the Darth Vader voice and the echo and the uh, delay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, see, what, sorry for you, but you didn't have the, the privilege of having a, a guy on this end that couldn't answer the phone. And there's a, so there is a benefit to that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the remarks are perfect for that because that's the way people can get in. They don't have to listen to me talk back to them. They say what they want. And they stick and move. Well, and, and yeah, and not for the whole show, but in my, my years of listening, as a listener, you got more like where the host would almost just degrade callers. 
Like it was a toxic relationship. Like that was Ed Till's whole bag for a long time. He was beat up on by the by the host. And well, it used to be uh, at least there was uh, an exchange of ideas at some point. It maybe get hot and, and heated, but it wasn't like uh, you know, no opinion was uh, un uh, not allowed. You know, right. off the air, you could just you know. Yeah, I mean, the host would dump you out if he didn't want to talk to you anymore about that subject because he right. had that power. But there was you would get a a little bit of a uh, back and forth. Yeah. But, but you are creating superstars with this open mic thing you're doing. That's genius, brother. Well, it's not yeah. my idea. People, do, well, I think we use it differently than other than other people other people that use it. We certainly have more uh, participation in it than yeah, anyone else. Is insane. Yeah. We've honed it down so it's not a throwaway. So it's uh you know you on topic. You can't just call in and say tell a funny joke or something stupid. It has right. to be along the lines of a traditional phone call yes. to a to a talk session. Anyway, uh, you guys take a lot of calls on Saturdays. Uh, this Saturday we did. We had crazy engagement. I feel like um, I feel like this Saturday is one of my best Saturdays. Like feels good. I, I really Very took good. your advice. I honed in. I laid it down really good. I, I, th- I felt like I was I, like it was good. I felt like it was a great show. And we did a lot of calls, a lot of text. So it was good. Cool. I liked it. Uh, Burger King is uh, going to have to go to court and defend against the claim that its depiction of its whoppers on the in-store menu boards misleads reasonable customers <laughs> amounting to a breach of contract. you got to be kidding me. I, I, look, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I had to be uh, a Karen about this, but how often, I mean, they, they spend thousands and thousands of dollars to pay, take that picture of that Whopper that mm-hmm. looks so absolutely perfect with a food guy. You know, the mayonnaise is like glue and, they, you know, the, 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 the moisture's not real and right, it's yeah. a perfect, the lighting is good. And it's that, just stimulate you. When I saw the picture of the, uh, of the Chevy Caprice in your ad, when I got to the dealership, guess what? It looked exactly the same. Oh, so but when I saw the picture, well, yeah, when I saw the picture of the Whopper mm. and you gave me this slop and it's smaller and it's not it's doesn't it's not pretty no one took any pride in, in putting no, it together they did. no they did uh, yeah uh, couple, yeah a couple of seeds are missed off i mean i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't bring a lawsuit personally over it but i i agree with people that uh like that they misrepresent their product and they give it to you and it looks nothing like yeah it. but what menu have you ever seen that it comes out looking like that most of the places it does well maybe the like industry it. can work a little bit harder you're no i okay i agree with you on that because we take pictures at times but we take pictures of our product, and man, we Amy lays it out, and she moves it, and she turns it, this and that, and you know, like that, right. one, that one picture we have of all the meat stacked up against the cutting board, y'all got us. Yeah, yeah. And that that picture took four hours, <laughs> right? But if you if you buy our steaks on average, they look like that, and cut them out of the bag. That's what they look like when yep. you get them home. So we used real product, but I thought everybody knew. Just like, okay, you know what? Let's sue McDonald's and Burger King because the smoke that we smell at the red light is not real smoke. It's what do you mean? That's probably Burger King that cooks with a flame-broiled burger. No, no, no. They all have a machine that comes out the vent in the top that blows that smell out to the street. <laughs> That's a conspiracy. Uh, Burger, well, King uses, conspiracy. Burger King uses fire to cook their burgers. They're the only one that have a true fire bo- g- g- cooking uh, their burgers in their kitchen. It, it's a conveyor belt of flame. You're telling me that's a conspiracy? The, 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 the smoke coming out of the Burger King is fake? Yeah. Yes. That's how they cook burgers, with I, fire. Yeah, but... S- burger, fire, meat, smoke. They got the machine, they open the door, the burger goes in, and it comes back out. No, maybe later, but they, <laughs> they cook it on... Maybe they got to heat it up after they cook it, no one orders it, but they cook okay. it on a, fl- on, a, on, a, on a... I've seen it, personally, a, okay. a conveyor belt of a flame. They put the burger, raw burger in, and then slowly through the flame, they got it per- timed perfectly, it falls and flips perfectly on another conveyor belt, it comes back, boom, boom, it gets to you, boom, ready to eat. 
Okay, so then they go in a drawer. And then they get microwaved later. And then they get microwaved later. They might get like, uh, tossed into a hotel pan with some juice yeah, in it. Yeah, and yeah, keep okay, it you okay. know. But they got the grill mark, so I don't know if they do but it f- know, for every okay, order. I know, I know Wendy's, because they were the first ones that Flat got top. caught having that thing in their vent that sends the, the smell out, the odor out. I think this is a big conspiracy. I mean, they may. They're it's cooking a, meat a Disney thing. on a grill, and they have to have a vent hood, so you're going to smell it. I understand that. He's thinking of like a Disney thing. Oh. Where Disney does that with smells across the park. They they, they do. If yeah. you walk on Main Street, it smells like cookies, and that's because they're spritzing a smell out the does. They got a, a cookie uh, dispenser yeah. uh, spritzer later at the house. Yeah, like yeah. our bathroom has. I have this like new. I have a new thing. <laughs> we went to a, a a concert in Miami, and we stayed at this swanky hotel. Then we walked in immediately. The first thing we were like, "Oh my god, this place smells fantastic!" We thought maybe it was a dude's cologne. It was in front of us or whatever. The whole place, anywhere you went, really? it was all had the same, and it was like a, a masculine kind of a, a, a leathery. Uh, you know, it's just not too masculine, but it was it was awesome, and it was steady. It wasn't too much, wasn't too strong. And finally, the last day, my my wife went down to the guy in the in the uh, in the lobby. So we talked to somebody, a manager, and, and so they got someone here. Look. We we know what's up with your smell later. Where what's the deal? Give us the and the dude broke out a catalog. He showed us the really? product. The product he uses, the name of the company, the name of the the juice they use for that particular scent. Is that why your house then, smells like that now? Yeah, and then we went to a yeah it is, and then we went to a, a, a train uh, station uh, for the whatever that line that the 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 metro thing down there. Uh, that's going to be connected here soon, and that place smelled like it, but a different smell, more like an orange uh, blossom smell, like you would, like a. Right. And and we uh, found out they're using the smell of later nine thousand as well. Uh. Did you chase down that smell too? No, no we didn't chase any individual. Yeah. But so uh, Kim goes right to work, and now we have a unit. It's uh, I forget the name of it. It's about that tall. Sits on the on the counter, and and you you buy the juice, whatever you choose from the catalog, and right. you get a subscription, you, and you pull the bottle in there, and it puts the hose, and you set it. It's got a remote control, and the whole... I mean, they make bigger units where you could... They actually put it inside the return air of, oh, of wow. your, HVA, uh, your HVAC, right. so everybody's smelling oh, it. smells like that. The whole... Yeah, every, every, you know, like yeah. here... We get treated to Joey's uh, uh, warmed up pizza. That's the, the return air for our areas of the kitchen. Yeah. So you know, yeah. thank God Joey doesn't bring leftover scallops or yeah. flounder to work. Oh, and in the yeah, in the morning there's his bagel. His <laughs> one bagel he used to make every morning. Thought the place was on fire. Then we rather just Joey in the kitchen. But yeah, yes, I the got smell you. Uh, right, nine thousand. So they're being sued because the burger on the picture doesn't match the burger you get. Okay. Uh, not 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 not. S- Sued, but I mean, the ob- it's obvious that they're they. It, you know, you could you could put a hundred whoppers out of that of any kitchen uh, at any no, Burger King, and not one of them would look like that. That photograph, the meat's overhanging the bun. That's rarely happens. That's yeah. a big deal. Uh, you know, the shrink is never melted. The shrinkflation thing, where you're used to the same product you always bought, and oh, you here it is again. It's the same price. It hasn't changed. But if you paid attention, you realize that it's two point four ounces less of Dawn liquid than you're getting before they started to screw right. it. You, you know, need yeah. a company to really lean into it, and like a place called Ugly Burgers. And you go there, and like the the picture on there is, yeah. like, is a hamburger that the guy saw. squirted a ketchup from way up high, so it splattered all yeah. over the place. And you're like, you know exactly the burger you're getting from this place. Yeah, yeah. It ain't pretty, but they're good. I, I've seen, I don't know, maybe Burger King doesn't do that, but I've seen articles at times when it says uh, pictures does not depict actual size of product. 
You know, you, you see that in different advertising. That's because they have been sued for yeah. that once before. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, your burger may not. Odds are your burger's not going to look like this one. We spent $40,000 on a food photographer. It took him uh, 27 hours to so, shoot so this here, burger. All right, so here's my problem as a business owner. Imagine if they would have spent that money just making a better burger. Have the menu up there and just put all that money into tricking people, into actually giving people a better product. And they wouldn't have the problems they're having. I think, I think we're going to live in a world where there's no more Burger Kings. We just lost the Burger King in Lake Mary. It's a Dave's Hot Chicken now. We're going to go on a I never heard of Dave's Hot Chicken. Neither have I. We're going on a family trip. I know, I'm ready for it. You yeah. You want to go Saturday? Mm-hmm. You want to go on a Dave's trip? Hot Chicken? After we close the shop, we'll go. Where, where's the Burger King? It's exactly across from McDonald's um, next to the. By the Target in Lake Mary. Yeah, uh, kind of that plaza. It's, it's right on the main Does it still drive. look like a Burger King? No, they stripped oh, really? that thing down. Oh, okay. Because you can tell if some random uh, real estate yeah. office used to be no, a Burger King, used to be a Pizza Hut. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not, pulling, you're not fooling me, buddy. They still got the same structure, but they've designed, they changed it up so much. And it's Dave's Hot Chicken. Got a big old chicken on the side of it. Huh. It's been packed. We're waiting to go as a family. We're all going to go in there together. All right. But, if y'all want to come Saturday, boys. I mean, you, I mean, how far does it go, USDA? I mean, I don't even know what, what board, what governing body. Uh, is there a governing body that makes sure that you're, you know, you're advertising you're, is accurate to your product? You know, because no, at the end of the day, it's false advertising if you claim that it looks like this and it doesn't. Right. I would give willing to give some leeway, but the per- if, if your picture says all the meat is over the patty and, I've, and I can't see the meat when I'm looking at the burger, then right, right, you yeah. screwed me. No, I, I agree with you 100%. The only thing I know about inspections is when they come in, they have their own weights to go on our scales, and their weights are supposed to be certified weights. So they'll pick up a pack of our meat, let's say, say it says 12 ounces, right? And they'll throw one of their, one of their, their scales up, and they say, no, that's actually 11 and a half ounces or 12.9. They don't want you to be over or under. Right. They make you recalibrate your scales. So they send a guy in and he he, he gives oh, the once year, over to your scales. Every year we get a scale inspection. It's $100 a scale. The lady walks in with a cart, every scale, you're allowed like a .01. What difference. if you don't what if you don't uh, say I don't want to I don't, I don't want your little scale uh, test lady. Get out of here. They put a red red tape across your front door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me tell you the cool thing about cool thing about the part right USDA you're allowed to refuse your inspection. But they shut you down. And they go out front and put an out-of-service sticker on you. Wow. <laughs> and then they come back with a warrant. Yeah. Well, those yeah. same guys that check the uh, fuel pump at the gas station, make sure a gallon on the, on the meter is a gallon in the tank? Different department, but yes. Yeah, same, same thing. Department of agriculture, different department, but yes. They have guys <laughs> that come in and check the kitchens, and they check your tips and your cooler. And oh, you yeah. Know. I've dealt with health departments at restaurants and bars and such, but well, never. So this is the Department of Ag regulates all that stuff. They uh-huh. do the scales and the weights and I mean, don't get me wrong. And so the lady came in, and we were off by like .02. Because J.J. had forgot when we first started, you know that little bitty hat? Well, it weighs .02, the little bag we put the meat in? Yeah. J.J. forgot to tear it out before we started using that bag. Uh, we were like, man, it's a paper-thin bag. What's the big deal? So the lady came in, and our scale was off. We couldn't figure out why. And she's like, well, put the bag up there by itself. And we did, and it was right. She's like, oh, you need to tear out that bag. And I was like, wow, what's the big deal? She pulls out her calculator. $80,000 in five years based on our sales. I was like, $80,000 in five years? I was like, I don't sell that much, that much, that much product, first, first of all. And she's like, no, but an average grocery store, this is average sales, off by .02 over five years is $80,000 you stole. Wow. And I was like, I'm not stealing. I don't steal. I was like, I'll tear it out. It was a mistake. Holy but crap. It's, it's crazy. 
compounding numbers, how fast it adds up. Oh, they up. like uh, Gestapo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. They walk in, they adjust their belt. You know you're in trouble. When they walk in, they adjust their belt, shine their badge, pull their flashlight out. You're like, man, this is going to be a bad one. Man, uh, I, being in the bar business, the restaurant business, which I was forever, you got to deal with the health inspector, which uh, is a pain in the ass. I had one guy who was awesome. All he wanted was the pickle buckets he used for fishing for his bait. And he gave a once over, and you know, he always gave us a A minus or whatever. But yeah. TABC, the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission, come in and want to inspect your stamps and this and that and blah blah blah. And they are by the book, and they got guns and they got flashlights. I was working for a place that the guy that owned it hadn't paid his taxes, and they came in one on a busy Saturday night, and they wanted four thousand dollars. They will get it. We'll shut you down tonight if we don't have this. this is what he's in the rearage. And I was like, all right. I gather up all the money from the registers at the bar that I could get. That I needed some operating cash to make change with. And then we went up to the office, a little bitty uh, flight of stairs. I mean, this little office, kind of a, a, a crow's nest overlooking the stage. Music is playing. I got four agents with me. The safe's on the ground. And I said, let's take a, oh, you know, they, they, I, I go down to start opening it. I bend over. And the joint that was behind my ear fell to the ground. Nice. And then four mag lights went click, 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 click. On the joint. Like, and I kicked it over. I'm like, what's that? I kicked it. <laughs> what the hell is this? I kicked it over the same. And they just wanted the money. Once they got they didn't give it, they didn't care what else. They Once no. I got the, the amount of money they ever come before, they wrote me a receipt for it, and they hit the road. Yes, and they didn't want a check that day. They wanted cash that day. Cash. No checks They were day. not taking checks that day. Yeah. Yeah, I had one guy that uh, he would call me, hey, John, let's build it. I'm on the way. And he would open the oh. front And he'd open the front door and be like, hey, country, everything good in here? Yes, sir. All right. I'll come out tomorrow, you're not staking, and have you sign the papers. <laughs> wow. About two days later, with my year inspection. I mean, some places, you know, I like to read the, uh, like a, a fast food joint or, you know, or a restaurant that's a chain family restaurant. You know, every once in a while, the local local news will give you like a, you know, here's the, the local restaurants that failed the reports. Yeah. At, the, at this particular uh, uh, Panda Express, they found black mold in the ice machine. Or, right. 47 rodent droppings. Right. <laughs> yeah, and the hand sink was blocked and could not be used for washing of hands. Whatever the, the, yeah. the BS is. Um, yeah. But look, there's a reason they're there. You don't want to eat black slime in your iced tea. No. No. And you don't a want roach to... dropping in your uh, you tuna fish and sandwich. You don't want mop sink chicken. Mop sink chicken? Mop sink chicken. Is that where they defrost it in the mop sink? So the guy, the, one of, one of our, our anal inspectors, he's like, I'm going to have to check your mop sink. I was like, yeah, no problem. He's like, I'm warning you right now before I walk back there. There better not be no chicken in it. I said, why would chicken be in my mop sink? He said, you don't know about mop sink chicken? I was like, no, sir. I don't. I think you made that up. <laughs> I think you're lying to me, sir. <laughs> and I was like, but I'll be glad to show you my mom seat, and I won't call nobody ahead of time to tell them we're coming to the back of the store. So we go back, and he sees the sink, and he's like, all right. And he gets on his phone, he's like, look at these stories. Literally, Google it right now if you're listening to me. Google mop seat chicken. They were shut Defrosting down. chicken. They're the, taking frozen chicken, and they're loaded up in their mop sinks. It was a lot of Asian restaurants that he was showing me stories of. I'm not saying it was all, only Asians. But they're dethawing all tomorrow's chicken in the mop sinks. In mm. you like me? mop sink chicken? Good for you. You want mop sink chicken? <laughs> all chicken, mop sink chicken. So I mean, th- there's a there's a reason. You no, know. There, there is. So you think Burger King's gonna eventually go away? You think we're gonna live in a world? I don't know why. I, I knew a guy here in Orlando who was a big 
big franchise owner of Burger King. So a ton of them. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, you know, I don't. Why would they go away? It's a great. Uh, I just see less and less of them. I don't know if it's just me, because I've always loved. I've always liked Burger King over McDonald's, even though neither one are really good for you. I just like the Whopper. Yeah, but I just—it's just whatever's convenient for me, you know. Yeah, for real. I don't eat fast food a lot, but if sometimes in the mood, I'm quick. I'm, I need to, you know, eat in my car on my way to my destination, and I'll do a drive-through and, and and do whatever. But it's it's really about convenience more than preference. Although I know, uh, like Bubba, whoop ass, uh, give me a Whopper. You like Whopper? I like Whoppers. Well, I know what. I'm gonna take a picture of the next burger I buy. Make sure it better match up. Look at that. There, there's. No. You've never seen a burger look like that in your life. Look at that. Seen, I've, never seen the, I've never seen the onions that way on, <laughs> on a Burger King burger. Wow, where did they get those vegetables You're from? right. They should make the pictures look crappier. Uh, yeah, I mean, just be like, hey, you, Normal you stuff. know the burgers you're going to get from Ugly Burger. It's going to be uh, right. this one. We're not lying about our stuff in our advertising. You're getting the real deal. Todd's an yeah. idiot. He doesn't know how to put burgers together. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, meet Phil. This idiot couldn't build a burger to look good. It's to save his life. He makes 15 yeah. bucks an hour. What do you expect from us? And you know what? They need, they need a picture of the bun off. So you know going into it, all your pickles are going to be in one pile <laughs> on one side of the burger. I have asked the, uh, uh, when I do have to do a fat, one of my favorite things is just go through a McDonald's and get a, a little, uh, not one of the signature items, a triple cheeseburger. That's they make favorite. a triple cheeseburger. Triple cheese, it's yes. like a couple of bucks. And yeah, I get that and a, and a Diet Coke. And, and I always uh, say, can you put extra pickles on it? And they do. And then, on then I learned, <laughs> could you ask them to spread those pickles around a little bit? <laughs> Yeah. No, it's like the burger is like a, yeah. it got a teepee yeah. in it because all the burgers are in the tuba. middle. It's not a tuba. Yeah, you don't taste a, a, a pickle for 20 minutes, and then finally halfway through, you get a bite. It's nothing but pickles. Yes. Uh, why they do it, man? You know, it's so crazy. That's yeah. ironic, man. I knew we were soulmates. That's all I eat at McDonald's. The triple cheeseburger? Except I get extra Imagine, imagine my, I, I, I used to be a double cheeseburger guy. I like, and I would get two. I say, give me a couple of double cheeseburgers and a medium diet coke. Right. That was my thing, and it's like seven bucks. Oh, how could you lose? It fills you up. You know, it's quick. You eat it in the car. It tastes great. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I was like, Ur! I pulled up one day. Like, give me a couple. And I'm looking at the menu. I, I never really looked at it. Oh, was, you didn't I, know that? And I saw triple tri- cheese. I said, <laughs> yeah. I said, uh, I'm gonna have a triple cheeseburger today. Yeah, you know it's not on every menu. Oh, it's not. Sometimes you gotta ask for them. They look like you're stupid. You're like, trust me, you got one. Just ask. <laughs> you have one. Yeah. It's just gonna take you know parts to gotta put it together in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got it. Just put one more patty on top, and we're all good. Sir, to go. that's not on the menu. We can't serve. That's impossible. I do. Uh, I like. I like the sweet tea, and I don't eat McDonald's all the time. But I'm on the road. I'm riding. I don't have time to go in somewhere. I pull in. I'll give me two triple cheeses and a, and a sweet tea, and I ride. But I like the extra cheese, so they look at me funny. You ordered a triple cheese. You get a triple cheese. cheeseburger. It's got three pieces of cheese on it anyway. But I want the extra cheese. Just be personally. All right. I'm judging you for your look, extra pickles. No, not at all. All right. It's a lot of cheese, though. I'm thinking if I bound you up a little bit. You well, know. I got a long ride. I don't like stopping. Uh, <laughs> you're purposely, purposely yeah. constipating yourself yeah. at a uh, at a drive-thru yeah. so that you don't have to stop. Oh, he wanted that Korean Burger King burger then. That one that was just nothing but slices of cheese. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, we talked about In Korea, about yeah. Like 15 or 20 yeah. slices of American it cheese. It is a cheeseburger. It's yes. just cheese. Yes. That is nasty. And ridiculous. I don't know who would do that to themselves. And I really doubt that the cheese they use is really cheese. It's I mean, not. like, hey, we no. use like 8% real cheese sometimes. No. Could you imagine it gummed up on your teeth and your mouth and how disgusting you'd look after eating that? 
Yeah, I, I get that after I ate the uh, triple cheeseburger anyway, and I got to pick my teeth before I get out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 15 pieces of sliced cheese. I don't feel bad about driving and eating either. I, I could care, you know, you, you I mean, know people look at you. for that. Right, the whole, the whole reason for a drive-thru was to give you your food in your car. Right. Which, well, the only, the next, I mean, no one said, well, we'll drive through and then wait till we get to our destination and eat our food. No, it's to eat in the car. It's designed to do, then the car industry caught up and said, we want to put some cup holders in there for these drinks. And then before you know, then we had fold-down trays and, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, Stupidity. as long as you're not the guys that, you know, Fazoli's have a drive-thru. You don't need to be eating spaghetti while you're driving. Oh, that's not a good idea. That's true. That's I always idea. question that place uh, being a successful drive-thru. That's why there's not a whole lot of them, because it's a fork meal. Yes. That's, yeah. I, that's why Taco Bell stopped selling the Enchirito, because that was a fork meal. Remember the one that was in a little tin foil pan? They had it back for like two weeks ago. Uh, really? Yeah, they did. I'd have gone there for that. What's your craziest drive-thru meal? Like, you, you purposely went there, got it, to eat on the road. I still I got scorned. That's why I want to bring it up. Uh, I don't know that if I've done had a crazy one. I, I all right. I walked out of the Amscot one day in Lake Mary. Uh huh. And I don't know what happened, but I could smell the Amscot. Yeah, okay. and I could smell the popcorn from the movie theater four miles away. So I drove to the movie theater, went in. The guy's like, "Sir, a ticket." I was like, oh, "I'm not here to watch a movie." I got loud. I got a large popcorn with a large drink, and they're like, "Sir, what theater are you?" And I was like, "I'm not here to get a movie." And I turned around to walk out, and on the way out, somebody I knew from church was like, oh, Jonathan, you had time to catch a matinee? I was like, I didn't come here to watch a movie. And they stared at me. I was like, oh, I just came in for the popcorn because I could smell it four miles away. They didn't believe you. Like, yeah, right. And then I got in my truck, and that's what I ate for lunch that day. A large a bucket of popcorn and, and a soda. Yeah, because I go watch a bad movie just to get the butter popcorn. I love, there's something about movie theater popcorn that just... That's something to me, man. Yeah, no wonder they thought you were insane. Nobody goes and pays $24 for a bucket of popcorn <laughs> to eat on their way home. I mean, well, you can make it 99 cents off a wrecking bucket no, at the can't. house. No, you can't. You cannot duplicate good movie theater popcorn. No, you cannot. There's certain theaters that just have it right. Well, certain theaters will do it right. They have that extra powder stuff that different flavors you can put on, or they'll be nice enough to do butter halfway up yes, and then do it at the yes. top. And, that, and then I think the guy ordering that's a real dick. Well, listen, I tell them straight up, and I tell people behind me, listen, I'm going to get that bag four or five times. This is going to be an interaction. Yeah, You're going to inspect the bucket and send no, it no, back for... No, no, I just want it, because now they do the butter out. You have to do your own butter. So they put a little in, I butter it, get it back. And then the guy standing behind me, and I goes, hey, boss, you know how to fix that problem? I was like, what? He's like, go get a straw. Oh, it took you that long to figure out a the straw way, trick? A straw? I didn't know it. And what? He's like, instead of holding up the line, let him fill up the popcorn, go get a straw, put the straw in the butter dispenser, in the bottom of your popcorn, and then slowly raise the straw. I was like, that is freaking genius. Yeah. I it, have never it, heard it of it. It has a spout, and you put the straw up on it, and then you put the... you. Put your butter popcorn all the way to the top. You push the button, and then you just lower it down as you go, and you spread butter all over. And as the butter comes out of the straw, it oh, just okay, I'm it all yeah. back. <laughs> Good lord! I was like, dude, you need a Nobel Prize for that, man. <laughs> we gotta take a break. Thank you for hanging out. We'll do remarks next. Jonathan Morris, Morris Family Fibes, four zero seven four zero two four zero two five six eight six. Labor Day, come see me. All right, brother. Thanks for hanging out. Right, Hang you. on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Band Radio Network. No matter who we are, or where we come from, we all experience difficulties in life. Military veterans know that sometimes it takes strength and determination to make it through. Whether it's obvious physical challenges or struggles on the inside, it takes strength to ask for help when you need it. I knew that I had to get support, not just for me, but for the sake of my wife and kids. 
talking about it has helped me feel more like myself again. Honestly, it was hard to open up at first, but it's changed my life for the better. Learn how veterans like us have reached out for help and hear stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. My dad served in Vietnam, the 82nd Airborne Division. He never talked about it, and my mom knew not to ask. So dad buried himself in work and self-medicated and would lose his temper sometimes. Loud noises would put him on edge. It got rough. So I finally said to him, Dad, you gotta get help. As a family member or friend, you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern, but help is available. Dad finally went to VA for one-on-one -on -one and group therapy and got some really great tools to help him manage things. And I got my dad back. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. As a family member or friend, you may be the first to notice when a veteran you love has been going through changes. Things like withdrawing, drinking more, or increased anger could be a sign of a larger health concern. But help is available. Listen to hundreds of inspiring stories at maketheconnection.net and learn how you can support the veterans in your life. Treatment works. Recovery is possible. Military dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs. Yet when they retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane brings these heroes home and back with their handlers. To help, visit AmericanHumane.org. If you are in the uh, pathway of this storm, um, Idalia, uh, if, if you are in an evacuation zone, evacuate. You don't have to go 100 miles. You don't have to go to Alabama or Georgia. 20, 30 miles will get you out of the evacuation zone. You're just there for a brief time, and then you're back home. Uh, you know, uh, it, it just is the right thing to do. Uh, but if you are evacuating through Lake Mary, can you stop by Jonathan so you yeah, can send some steaks with you? To, yeah, <laughs> you you're going to need some steaks yeah. and, uh, yeah. for this uh, storm. Yep. Oh, more, I thought you were just going to ship some boxes with him, just like, hey, you're back yeah. here. Oh, yeah, don't, oh, yeah. you're headed that on way. On your way back. <laughs> yes, on your way back. We'll Do you mind? You <laughs> yeah, we'll give you seven edits. I think it was funny. Uh, I stayed the night in Cedar Key all the way back from Fort Walton because I was just so tired. And the, the local guy, country as country could be, and he's talking about the storms in the ocean. Right. And, that, and you can tell he's avoiding Adalia in the Gulf. He's talking about all these other stories. I can't say that word. I, I didn't mean to. That's what he's, that, he, they blew tip too. I should have done a real live replay. But on, on his national broadcast for Cedar Key. That oh, he's uh, uh, doing a weather, a weather? He was doing the weather. Oh. He couldn't get out of Dahlia. And, and you can see he was stuttering through it. But, uh, Dahlia wasn't the first one on the list? Oh, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. You can oh, tell yeah, he was avoiding it because he couldn't pronounce it. Jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like the onion without the V, right? Yeah. I Dahlia, V oh, Dahlia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, batting on the hatches. Be, uh, we'll be here for you uh, tomorrow as well, and, and uh, maybe you'll hear some of your stories and, 
And uh, but it should hit here. I mean, there it should be landfall in the morning, in the afternoon, six thirty in the morning, six thirty a.m. Landfall is what they're saying. Unless it slows down, it's probably going to speed up. Right. Yeah, it's going to be very fast. The right golf now. is hot right That's now. That's a good thing. That's good. Get it out. Get it in. Get it out. Yeah. The only problem is like twelve foot surge in right. that bend right there. It's a lot of water. Twelve yep. foot. Yeah. Get off the ocean. Out of the golf. I'm a. I think I might make it home on the motorcycle. I might get a little wet, but I won't I'll get that you. wet. Oh, I can hang up, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, let's get to, uh, get to some remarks from the Florida Man Radio application. Your source for uh, archives of the program. This show is posted every day uh, after it's over with for your enjoyment, commercial-free. Listen to it for your morning show if you want to. Uh, at the bottom of the app, there's a microphone button. Hit that, baby. You've got 30 seconds. Here we go. All the Eric haters can suck it. Don't listen, you losers. If you don't have haters, you're not doing it right, right? I know. Biden likes to sniff. His son Hunter does as well. Different, but same. <laughs> I think he sniffs and his son snorts. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a difference between sniffing and snorting. Sniffing and snorting, yeah. Now, Goldbus, they don't want you to know this, but the swimming pool on the Titanic still has water in it. That was good. Hey, Shannon. I guess I'm going to evacuate because, you know, you, you talked me into it. I'm going to go inland to my buddy's house. But if his place gets hit by a tornado and I die, well, the blood's on your hand. <laughs> if you hear that Robert Peters died in a tornado, then you'll know it was your fault. Hey, Shando, over here in Brevard County. Just uh, curious, how many of them protesters that are going to try to block the road like they did at Burning Man are going to start looking at a, I don't know, some kind of a map or something to figure out where it's not owned by the tribal nation or the Native Americans? Because apparently they got a different set of rules over there. Yeah, I hear that uh, that tribal uh, Asian guys under investigation now. I don't think he did anything wrong. They were illegally blocking a road. He did what he could to uh, get, uh, remove the debris from the area and uh, of no harm to anyone. He's doing a little PR. They're, but they're he doing tase PR. A people? Huh? Did he tase a couple of them? I don't. I didn't. I haven't heard that. He's getting a nice vacation. I agree. The Chinese are not only smart in math and science but this guy was able to hit the balloon knot pretty much every night man all right it's sparky 357 <laughs> wanted to leave a little message for sparky 351 seemed like he might be going out to the burning man orgasm tent down to look <laughs> look me up <laughs> yeah, I saw a documentary on the Titanic, and they said if it sailed today on the same route it did, it wouldn't crash. And they said it's mainly because of all the rich people that are making iceberg cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> what the goddamn hell ever happened to Bubba? He, like, fell off the face of the earth. Beta, beta. If you follow him on social media, you'd see he's been a little bit of a turmoil lately. But uh, he got those hot dogs, though. He got his. <laughs> I need five dollars for hot dogs. <laughs> hey, hey, Shannon. So you buy three or four hundred dollar fish from 
Thailand, huh? You know what that makes you? Privilege. Beat a beat It just means I don't like the schlock I see in a pet store, and I know there's better, you know, exotic fish out there. I still say Heather needs to do the foam bone thing. <laughs> I looked at the rates. It's fifteen ninety nine a minute. Ooh. Five ninety nine activation fee. Minimum five minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a pretty good chunk of change. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, BW. Really... That's did a lot say... of money. It's a lot of money, Heather. How much did he say per minute? Fifteen ninety nine a minute. That's not bad. Five, no. Five, 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 minute, minute, five minute minimum. Five minimum, yeah. That's some serious have inflation. To talk to my husband. <laughs> He'll understand. <laughs> He'll understand. <laughs> Once the money starts rolling in, you guys are driving new cars. It's gonna be awesome. Shando, you gotta check out the Camp Chef Pellet Smoker. I've got buddies that have Traeger, and I've got other buddies that have Pit Boss and Camp Chef. I have a Camp Chef, and it's industrial made, about $100 less per model than the Traeger, but way better. Uh, nothing but frustration from my Traeger friends. Camp Chef's the way to go. Camp Chef. Never heard of it, but I'm going to look it up. All right. Heard it here first. Man, I wouldn't be advertising coming down there to try some Shannon sausage. Man, you'd have all them. You know what I'm talking about down there trying Ooh. to get one. All right. Be -be. That's right, sir. Hello, Shannon. How's it going? Oh, that's good. So, anyways, I'm calling to ask a question in regards to uh, this hurricane coming your way. Are you prepared? Sounds good. Got gasoline for that generator. Make sure it doesn't get all over your patio. Wreck them pavers. How's that for a traditional phone call? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from a uh, Burger King uh, manager up here in Gainesville. Uh, yeah, the burger machine is called their broiler, which is on a track-fed chain drive with the uh, gas implements underneath and you send it on frozen and then when it comes out it flops out it's perfectly done edible and good to eat edible <laughs> there you go yeah. he's edible. really selling it edible comes out frozen goes out edible I didn't know Glenn had frozen that's really good from the size of the whopper to when it comes down through the broiler it's actually a quarter inch bigger than the bun, but then if you actually measured it and everything, which people that's worked there have done it, it's actually a quarter inch shorter than the bun. B to B to. This guy is uh, uh, a yeah. He's had a couple of drinks. Uh, maybe why he doesn't work for Burger King anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's adding all those secrets. Hey, John, out of Omaha, Nebraska, we got Dave's Hot Chicken here. Oh, my God. Yeah, you'll be addicted. Uh -huh. They use a dry rub. Oh, so good. I go probably about four or five times a month. There you have it, Dave's Hot, Dave's hot, hot Chicken. chicken. They use that. a dry rub. Maybe that. A dry <laughs> rub, which is, yeah. you know, the new one. I'm used to... Uh, fried. I'm just fried. Uh, what's the uh, famous hot chicken in uh, Nashville? 
uh, 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 natty, gaddy, batty, uh, someone's fry, hot fried chicken. Yeah. National Hot Chicken's kind of ubiquitous yeah. now yeah. across there. Right. Hey, what's up, Shando? <laughs> Talking to the big man. Um, love it when Jonathan comes on the show. Hey, a little off topic, man. Just wanted to tell you guys, hey, be real safe tonight. I hope everybody gets through this all right. Um, I'm up in Citrus County. Came over to Sumter County to stay with my mom, but you guys be safe and hope to hear you on the air tomorrow, bud. Have a good one. See you. Be we'll be here by hook or crook. Yeah, I think we're in a we're in a uh, we're not in a real dangerous place here, but yeah, if you're anywhere near this thing, uh, you know, get out. Yeah, be safe. I used to work for a guy. He had a fast food restaurant in resort town. He had a couple of those uh, Burger King grilling machines. They were pretty neat. You could also uh, throw the buns in the top to toast them. They'd use the microwave to melt the cheese on the cheeseburgers because the you know can't run cheese through the conveyor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Biden haiku, Burisma on line one, holding for Robert Peters $5 million. Bidu bidu. Close. $24. Fall on. I missed, I missed a couple. Here we go. Don't get the General Tao chicken. General Tao wasn't a person. It translates to mop sink. <laughs> Howdy, guys. This is Nate in Bakersfield, California. Uh, so you guys were talking about fast food restaurants and um, something I like to do every time I go through uh, one of those drive throughs which isn't very often, maybe once or twice a year. When I get up to the window to pay, I ask them if they accept Federal Reserve notes. And they look at me like I'm speaking Chinese and usually say, no, they don't accept that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's Kate's uh, shower, an official hurricane shelter. I don't know. And if you evacuate, take your pets with you. Yeah, don't be a dick. I'll leave the pets behind. Yeah, leave your dog at home, you idiot. I just had an epiphany on why all of the uh, Viet or Vietnam the veterans ads are about Vietnam vets. Uh, I don't imagine they want to bring up Afghanistan right about now. Oh, that's not off topic. Those ads play all the time during break. <laughs> Maybe because Vietnam vets, uh, you know, most World War II vets are no longer with us, sadly enough. But, you know. Right. Hey, guys, John C. We need travel police. I'm going Crocodile Dundee here. Let's throw some boomerangs. See ya. Hmm. I'll call you, John. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? <laughs> Very effective uh, ad campaign, that was. It was. And who could beat a Wendy's? I mean, in terms of a drive through get it through the window, in my book, uh, in in here, because uh, I have no Whataburger here in, in Central Florida, that's the best bang for my buck. If I get, if I'm up in the panhandle, it's Whataburger for every, right, easy well, to tell I, you. We're going to oh. eat several Whataburgers before we leave. All right, this Whataburger place. before we left. Oh, we should, bro. What do they do different for later? We'll talk about I don't know. But it's different. We uh, they dice the onions, which I think has a, a big effect on the on the on the burger. They're okay. diced, not yeah. Mustard on the mustard is a big is a big player. Looks like a cocaine and Jameson Tuesday. Woohoo! Hmm. Oh hell yeah! I wish someone brought the cocaine. <laughs> yeah, this is a funeral director autopsy guy. Yeah. 
Uh, hey, Shannon, I was want to know, I'm going to be getting married soon, so I was want to know what it costs for you to come up and um, maybe hang out and maybe tell some jokes or whatever. Or then, too, and bring Heather so I can let her see a dead body or two. All right, bye. <laughs> Jesus. I'm a, uh, 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 a member of the cloth. I can actually perform uh, your service for you, sir. Which I'll also be drinking, but <clears throat> but I'll perform the service. I'm just going to say, all this talk about Bubba and his hot dogs has made me hungry. Ooga, ooga. I don't know much about the saga. I've, I follow a little bit of it on Facebook, I don't know. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think he's all right now. He, did he die? Oh, no, he's fine. He just uh, choked up a hot dog. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, he needed a hot dog. He had a fight with some Puerto Ricans. They kicked him out of the house, and he needed a, a ride and money for hot dogs. And oh wow, is that it? Yeah, just he's, he's living, just, living just, his best life. Yeah, huh? pretty much. Wow. Hi there, Shannon. I was talking about barbecue, and I've got me a nineteen. 67 Frigidaire freezer in the ground. It's cheaper than a Traeger and it's cheaper than a Camp Chef. And by God, let me tell you, you can smoke some damn meat with that damn freezer. Beat it, beat it. Oh, all right, all right. Fantastic. That's the way to go right there, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, it's Autopsy Brad. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in Cedar Key. Holy damn, we just got hit. Yeah, we're getting hammered right now. But I hope my damn pager don't go off or something else. Or I got to drive up into Gainesville to go to the Emmy's office or do an autopsy or somebody passes away. or something. should have told you drunk to do an autopsy know, right now. This crap. All right, That's the worst. Your, that's the least of your problems. <laughs> yeah, man, slow down a little bit, bud. There's an emergency. <laughs> if he called him, is it, is it a body? Okay, I'm on. I'm coming right now. I hope it's not a lot of blood. I'm weak in the stomach. I hope he's not too far away. Somebody needs Kate's evacuation shower. Okay. Shower's a safe place to be. Yeah, it's reinforced. Yes. Yeah, lined with the tile and reinforced. So you don't live in a house that has old copper lines that could get struck by lightning and kill you. <laughs> but other than that, pretty good spot. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Y'all were talking about getting Whataburger in the panhandle. Well, I'm in the panhandle where I live and sitting in the Whataburger drive-thru. Damn yeah, you. I love that Right across the It's the whole thing. They're bigger. You Everything. know they're 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 wider. They they're, they're loosely so polite, wrapped in paper. Nice. That orange paper. Fries aren't soggy. The whole the whole ordeal. You get a, a, a jalapeno at the Waterbury. Yeah. You know that side of a jalapeno. They bring you out tray. Let you pick your own condiments. It's fantastic. I love the place. I really do. I do too. If I had to waste all my money on organic meats, I'd open a daggum Waterburger. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on it, man. My parents were going out for on a Friday night or something like that. Uh, While my mom got ready, my dad would dash up to the Whataburger and get a sacks full. He didn't care. He got like two or three, like eight burgers in there for my yeah. brothers and my sister and I. And, and he just dump it on the table. Another we would just be uh, eating, uh, satiated by like a bunch of pigs there while they went out and had a good time. Yeah, awesome. And then we'd be full of burgers. We wouldn't be able to fight. I had one in Central Florida, and it's, they mismanaged it. And now you see where we're at. There was oh, one, we yeah. did have one yeah. here, right? One on uh, 50 heading out towards uh, the beaches. Yeah, okay, but here's the thing, though. you got to bring the people with you. 
Oh, it was in the middle of nowhere, really. No, no, because the people that work at the Whataburger up there are so nice and polite, respectful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they, a Whataburger thing, like Chick fil A has. They care about you. I watched the manager training the new girl, right? And he's like, sit down real quick. Let's go while we're slow and see what you learned in the manual. And she's like, I haven't memorized it. He's like, well, at least tell me rule number one. Do you know what rule number one is? What? Be productive as soon as possible. <laughs> That's the rule of water, water In the manual. The lady's right. like, be productive as soon as he repeated it. Like, you it. get to work and you don't just dally yeah, around. Yeah. He's like, she's like, you understand? She's like, yeah. Come I watched a poor girl, poor girl in training at a sandwich place the other day. And I'm standing, it's one of the places you order at the counter, and I want to out them at Jersey Mike's. And, <laughs> and I ordered it, and I'm watching this girl over here. This girl's, and then she keeps talking to that girl. She's, like, I'm, she's in training. And I look over, and she's got a, a sandwich, a half a sandwich that she's just put together. And she's trying to master wrapping it in the paper. Oh, my gosh. And, and she, she folded it, and then she rolled it, she unrolled it, and then she rolled it once, and then folded it in, and then rolled it, and then there's too much left over. And she, I watch lettuce is everywhere. It's falling out of the side. I'm like, it's a sandwich. Wrap it up. And I, then I said, uh, please don't let her wrap my sandwich. <laughs> hey, guys. BDBD, be safe this weekend. Nothing like a Model T burger. Put it on a chain, squirt some stuff on it, out it goes on the bun. Wonderful to taste. Everyone's the same. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know. Put a burger on a chain. Okay. Yeah, hey, this is autopsy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a two-roll minute, Heather. That was an impersonation of autopsy. Oh, Hold on. I got you. I got you. Yeah, this is autopsy guy. Here we are right now. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Just lay there and wait on I it. love drunk talk. And I, I love it even more when people are trying, you know, when you do a drunk talk, just to yeah. watch them and they don't know they're that drunk. Yeah. Oh, it just hit me. The Model T burger. It's like the Model T car. You make an assembly line, all the burgers are the same. You know what you get. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a reference. Mm, I get it. <laughs> Hey, Shando. I tell Jonathan he likes Fort Walton Beach so much. There's an area just north of there called Escambia Farms, a whole bunch of land. He can bring all of his uh, animals up there and start selling from out there. Be a little bit closer so I can buy some of that Morris Farms meat. And then so I can I'd deliver go. back to Orlando. <laughs> I mean, you could conceivably have uh, a couple of stores, you know. You could put a store, just a small little retail stuff there and uh, drive out a truckload and stock some, you know, Listen, not do production to, there, but just sales. So we lost our farmland because we couldn't afford $355,000 an acre to buy it. Right. Right? I passed several plots of land up there that was in trees and agriculture, you know, zone ag for 10000 an acre, 7900 an acre. And I was like, I called Amy, I was like, this may be our second location. We we can afford to buy land up here. Now that we're leaving Central Florida, right? Right, right. But we 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 committed a couple to, of acres. No, like forty or fifty. Forty. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to retire on it. Uh -huh. I ain't buying no two acres. I'm, uh -huh. I'm talking about buying a forty or fifty acre plot and putting a farm in up there. Uh huh. And, and, and live it on the farm. Yeah, when Annabelle's out of school, you can find me in the pan, baby. <laughs> All right, living there and farming there. And deliver to Orlando. All right, we got to take our final uh, break here. Please, if you're in an evacuation zone, evacuate and, uh, you know, do the normal stuff. You're a Floridian. You know all about, if you are a Floridian, you know about hurricanes and what to do and what not to do. And uh, Get water and vodka. Water, vodka, gasoline for your generator, you know, a couple of pre-rolls. You'll be good.
We'll come back and wrap it all up for you. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Okay, men. This is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I'll be honest, the first few months were tough. When I left the military, I was excited for a fresh start, but civilian life has been harder than I thought it would be. Figuring out a new career while also being a good mom, wife, and friend. Some days I'm barely keeping my head above water. And with the transition and everything I'm juggling, I'm spread too thin. I finally realized that it's hurting my mental health. To get back to enjoying life again, I needed to get help. Opening up to someone was a big step for me. I, I saw that I'm not alone and that there are tools to help me overcome what I'm going through. With support, I feel like I'm heading in the right direction. Discover how other women veterans like me have learned to thrive after military service by taking care of themselves and their mental health. Visit maketheconnection.net slash women veterans. Yeah, current conditions, uh, it's getting crappy, uh, bottom line. Uh, be safe, and if you're in an evacuation zone, heed the evacuation. I don't know that I believe the study, although I like it. Uh, I'm, I have a sweet tooth, not normally, but I, it's, it's a weird, uh, you know, I normally fast during the week, but I'm on, you know, a late night, uh, if you've been in front of the fish tank for a little while, I'm on a little sweet, and Kim keeps a box. Just packed full of Halloween candy, little Heath bars and stuff. And I'll go and, you know, I'll either have one and I'll put the box back under the counter or I'll madly unwrap like four <laughs> to shove them in my mouth. But this new study says if you ever, if you crave a sweet and you don't want to eat it, this is from the Journal of Scientific Reports, that people that, that watched an immersive video of somebody else eating candy had a significant decline in craving it. What? So, yeah, so uh, I don't know that I buy this, but, but it, it could be good. They were intrigued by, the, they call it the mukbang phenomenon. It originated in South Korea, where people seem to enjoy watching others eat large amounts of food. Now, you've seen this online. Kim used to follow us, Korean girl, on uh, Twitter, I think, or whatever, and she would go through the cooking of this big old meal, a massive, you know, culturally whatever meal, what? and then she'd sit at her, and she could cook at her, she had a, a coffee table that had a grill in it, like a fancy restaurant, oh, nice. She would cook, and she would eat, she would prepare a massive meal, and then the rest of the time she would eat every last bit, just tons, and just shovel, and you'd hear, mm. so that's where the, uh, the, the mukbang theory comes from, but they say if the people that watch those videos found themselves to be less hungry, not more hungry, 
because, you know, you watch them stuff their face. You right. watch them eat it. You watch some fat, sloppy <laughs> joker pound down a cheeseburger. You're like, I don't want a cheeseburger yeah. now. Um, so the mukbang people, uh, uh, they elicited strong cravings, unhealthy habits. Uh, results show these videos actually had the opposite effect that uh, that they looked at 317 different uh, residents in Singapore uh, around the same age, and one group watched the immersive video of people eating M&Ms repeatedly 30 times for a total of eight minutes, while the control group watched a video of a single coin being put into a laundry machine 30 times, and the people that just watched the laundry video wanted to eat a handful of M&M's more than anything in the world. The people that watched people eating M&M's like, ah, oh, I could pass. Oh, yeah, but I bet you they didn't want to do laundry at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're all wearing dirty clothes. Uh, all right, that's it for us today. Thank you uh, so much for tuning in and and, uh, and contributing. Jonathan, good to see you. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Easy. Thank, thank you. you. Heather. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, be safe tonight and tomorrow, and we'll be with you tomorrow. Um, uh, we were back at 3 uh, Eastern, 2 Central tomorrow. Bubba the Love Sponge gets the morning started on the Florida Man Radio Network. Don Miller says the N-word after that. We'll see you tomorrow on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'm Shannon Burke. Have a good night.